Welcome to the Scrubverse podcast, your last stop for the latest in gaming news and pop culture. We're your hosts, Chris and Corey. Prepare for dissension. Darkness? Oh. No. It's, oh, uh, from our... I don't want to be another victim of love or something like that. It's from this one. It's from the... Heart Demolition? Heart Demolition. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. For people that don't know what the fuck we're talking about, Dragon Force's new album. Chris, what's the name of the album? Extreme Power Metal. Extreme Power Metal came out on uh, Friday, which is September 27th. And I didn't even know that shit came out until Chris messaged me and was like, yo... This shit just came out, and it's fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> but Chris is also very biased. I am. Like, I know that I can come off at times as a super metal elitist, and this isn't the most That's what elite boggles thing. my mind. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not the most elite thing out there. Um, I honestly thought you didn't like Dragon Force, because you said something about you wish Herman Lee would be able to play in... In not only one note or something like that. Oh, oh, no, don't get me wrong. Like, almost every single one of Herman Lee's, like, compositions sound exactly the same. Like, it's they're the all dolls of, of metal. Yeah, it's it's like some sort of, like, A minor pentatonic scale. <laughs> no, I totally, like, I'm, I'm with that. It's just everything else that Dragon Force is. It's, I know I shit on butt rock. This is, like... <laughs> video game butt metal yeah so the cover oh. of this album looks i mean to start off i can say that you can obviously tell in this album they are just totally fucking having fun yeah with like everything they're doing they're not trying to be like this hard like actual hardcore metal band or anything like mm-hmm. that because i know like inhumane rampage that's where like through the fire and the flames like that's when like they kind of like struck big with uh Guitar Hero 3 mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So they kind of wanted to be like, hey, we kind of got like a reputation to hold up. I personally like Valley of the Damned because I really liked that album. And I also like that singer. I, I believe, uh, what was the album? It was the album that had Cry Thunder on it. Uh, Cry Thunder that, is the power within. That's when, that's when the singer switched, I believe. Yeah, that's when Mark Hudson took over for ZB Thirth. Yeah, I, I liked the, you said ZB? ZP Thirth. It's it's I like, I, it's hard to say. I like him. Um, he <laughs> actually is the lead singer for Skid Row now. He's dest- what? Yeah, <laughs> he's destroying all their classics. I bet. Well, I don't know. Sebastian Bach can't really do shit now, anyway. But no, like I'm, I am satisfied with this album. I think that Mark Hudson is finally like Dragon Force is finally making music that fits Mark Hudson. Because I don't know if you've ever seen Dragon Force live post ZP leaving, and when Mark Mm-mm. took over, it is awkward. He just looks like he shouldn't be there, which kind of sounds really bad. It's like when he tries to sing ZP's songs, like Valley of the Damned, Inhuman Rampage, uh, Heroes of Our Time, Sonic. Uh, what is it? Holy shit! I didn't know. <laughs> So I'm sorry, but we're also for audio listeners. We're watching the video for Heart uh, Demolition. It's very like they struck a deal with Sega. 
they had to have. There's, to there's no way like, that they didn't. Yeah, in the video, they have like the 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 character that's in the music video is watching or playing a game that's on the Mega Drive mm-hmm. of like a Dragon Force. And when they're at the character select screen at the beginning, one of the fucking band members is wearing a Fatal Fury hat. Yeah, I did not even notice that yeah. until just now when I saw it. But going back to what I was saying, anytime that he plays anything from Valley of the Damned to Ultra Beatdown, not Heroes of Our Time, that's a song. Uh, yeah. Ultra Beatdown. It's just so weird because ZP has uh, a more baritone voice, while yeah. Mark Hudson is not is more alto. Uh, yeah. He's got that higher They're pitch, basically on different spectrums, kind of. Yeah, the power within was kind of like them figuring out what they wanted to do, and then yeah. maximum. I overload. really liked Cry Thunder. So Cry Thunder is good. I personally like um, Give Me the Night. I- I need to go back. I don't think I've gone back and listened to a Dragon Force album in there in its entirety since Ultra Beatdown. I wasn't too happy with Ultra Beatdown. I'm actually not too happy with Inhuman Rampage either. Mm. And that's the one with Through the Fire and Flames because I yeah. think that they were trying to chase that mainstream sound. And I know that's weird to say because they're a power metal band, but there's like right. there is a mainstream to power metal what was it sonic firestorm was the one before that one right yeah sonic firestorm's a really good album that one that one's got soldiers of the wasteland Mm -hmm. uh it's got uh just it's got a bunch of really good ones on there so but yeah uh this is really good you said this one and what was it razor blade meltdown were your two favorites off the album the they're strong singles i am gonna say that this album is tail end heavy it's back heavy the first I couple was of not songs, digging it in the beginning. The first couple of songs is kind of difficult to get into, but once you pass the last Dragonborn and you hit Heart Demolition, the the album really speeds up. Yeah, I listened to the first two and I was like, "You're you're in that situation. You're like, I want to like this. Please be good." And then yeah. you're, you're like, you give it two songs. You're like, "Oh man, it's not really that great so far." So. That, that happened with me recently because I really like uh, the Black Eyed Peas, but I like Black Eyed Peas before Fergie joined. Like, I liked it back when it was one of the, like, before before Fergie joined, they were more like hip-hop and rap and stuff like that. Yeah. Fergie joined and they, I mean, you got fucking Pump It and Let's Get Retarded and all that other shit. Mm-hmm. But apparently, you know, Fergie left. They came out with an album last year of just three of them. Fergie left? Fergie, I mean, you know, Fergalicious, she left and did her own fucking thing. I like, thought that that was just a solo album. Apparently she left because she's not in this album from 2018. And uh, they even said in the description, it says they're going back to their hip hop roots and all that stuff. Wow. And I'm listening to some of them and it's not bad. Like, it's not like I haven't gotten through the whole album. So it might it might be like this Dragon Force album where it's uh, very tail heavy. Or it might just not be good in general, but I'm trying to like it. When bands take a long period of time to come back and make another album, this is like the same argument that I made for like Guns N' Roses and Tool. When you're so far removed from what made you special, it's kind of hard to come back. Yeah. In both those cases for like Chinese Democracy and Fear Inoculum. Cheers. Chinese democracy was not good. No, yeah, China, it's it's it just it's it's weird. And I it, Tools Fear Inoculum is a weird album. Um, there was there was recently somebody I told you about. Uh, what the fuck is his name? He played in Twisted Sister. 
yeah, yeah. Uh, D. Snyder. D. Snyder. Like he came back and did a solo album after just that shit's good. <laughs> that shit is so good. And that's after it's, like coming out with like three Christmas albums. I'm just like, it's what the dumb. Fuck? It's dumb how good it is. Yeah, it's just really uncommon for uh, groups and bands like that to take mm-hmm. a an extended hiatus and then just drop an album and it be like really good. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they're also like I don't I'm not gonna say capitalizing because they probably do like. Holy shit! I just realized it, that background that they're standing in front of. Yeah. When they're doing that little dancing thing, that is the album cover for that band that Scotty showed me uh, a couple months ago. Uh, let me find it on my phone. Hold on. Twerp? No, uh, no, 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 no. I know Twerp. Uh, this was the band. He uh, it was kind of an ex- not really an obscure band, but like. I started listening to some of the their songs, and it's all off the one album, and it's super freaking good. And I'm just really trying to like fill the void of not talking, so <laughs> I'm just talking nonstop <laughs> because I can't fucking find this song. I'm I mean, I'm literally looking through my song list right now. Oh, uh, FM84 is the band's name. FN84. FM like uh, radio. Okay. But no, look, you can see it on the phone. Yeah. That's the fucking album cover. <laughs> yeah. Which I guess a lot of that shit, too, is probably just like. That's just generic like, 80s, yeah. like, vaporwave type shit. Because I was watching um the Sonic the Hedgehog timeline from some fucking YouTuber, which, A, they did it wrong, but B, uh, <laughs> they had that in the background. So You know, I was going to say they were a nerd, but no. <laughs> <laughs> no. You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's you, sir. Nope. Uh, but no, I'm going to keep listening to the rest. I mean, I mean, like we've said before, 80s are cool again, mm-hmm. which I fucking love because 80s is my favorite decade. I So I missed it, and no one ever told me about the 80s. Yeah, so, I missed it, too. I was born in 88. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm getting your, now to finally appreciate it. Yeah, I'm seeing it now. I'm just like, this, this isn't all that bad. It's like every day... Uh, I Go saw ahead. a thing today that said in one year, 1970 will be 30, will be 60 years ago. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It'd be 50 years 50. ago. 50. Yeah. 50. God because, damn. And, and, and My sister's going to be 50. <laughs> yeah. It said on the next line, it was like, whenever I say 30 years ago, I still think it's 1970. So. <laughs> yeah. Because you know, your head. Yeah. Like if you were like, oh, 10 years ago, I'm like, oh, that's like 1990. Like, no, nah, fool. That's 2010 <laughs> or 2009. When I say 10 years, I still think high school, which isn't super far off, but... I've been gone for 13 years out of high school. When did you graduate? 07. I was 09. No, 08. I was 08. I dropped out in 09. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was... We got to start, like, fully recording this podcast and, like, putting it out again. Because some of the mannerisms that we have, just like, you're like, I dropped out. And he like you just pointed at the screen. <laughs> Look, man, oh, that's you, so good. By the power of shitty, what do we use? What what discount? Fucking not Adobe Premiere. Filmora. There you go. <laughs> Wondershare. There you go. That shit does exactly what we needed to do. So yeah, but no. Oh yeah, if I'd have t- if I'd have known that I wouldn't have done anything with that high school degree, I would have dropped out and got a GED a lot sooner. So. <laughs> Yeah, you want to talk about a fucking waste of time. High school in general. It's all clicks and shit. Anyway. Anyway. 
I guess I'll just go ahead and go into my week then. Uh, my week, I didn't think my week was going to be very exciting, and it really isn't. But because I spent most of the time in Austin, Texas, because I was there for work, and uh, it's I mean it's Austin. Like I'm at this point, I love I like going down there. But even then, like I get off work, I go to the hotel, grab something to eat, and usually just come back. And I was working on last week's podcast clips, and uh, that's what I was working on. I was finishing the uh, Mega Visions clip compilation video. Yes. Which, uh, Ended up being really good. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Yep. And for some reason, you didn't have a shirt on in your. Uh, you caught thank me you. when I was just about to go out when to work out. I was butt naked. I wasn't butt naked. <laughs> I wasn't butt naked. I was going to the gym. But yeah, that clip compilation video turned out to be really, really good. Uh, Scotty is just fucking made to do videos. Like yeah. he, he, the way his comedy is. Like, yeah. he's just super good at it. Like, that whole, like, he pointed to Sonic and he was like, he's stunned. And I was just like, I fucking <laughs> audibly laughed. Like, I went, okay. Like, I laughed so hard. But, uh, no, that video was good. That was some of the best things that happened. I mean, those were the best clips. We had 53 fucking clips. So, but, yeah, uh, I would have liked to get it out a little bit earlier. Uh, but I'm happy with how it turned out. Uh, I'm so happy that I am going to be buying. Uh, I filmed mine on my phone. That that beginning part. Your phone is really really good. Yeah, and, and it so, made me feel like absolute <laughs> shit when I tried using my phone because I sent you I sent you clips twice and I'm like that first one was bad man. <laughs> but it wasn't okay. So the content wasn't bad. It was the audio. Yeah, the I audio can was I garbage. can imagine it being that it was it was really difficult because. I use uh, a Logitech uh, the, 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 a Logitech 970 for my laptop, but whenever I record on my on on my desktop webcam, mm-hmm. the audio is picked up through it as well. So I have to open up a separate Audacity file yeah. and have Do them the record old, uh, the old podcast the, splicing. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't. Uh, I just I, apparently I found out I don't really have a good program to record myself on my computer. Like, I have OBS, but, like, I didn't want to fuck with it. I was like, fuck that. I got a phone. Google Pixel 3 XL has an amazing fucking camera. It's really good. Yeah. So, it's so good that I have bought a phone holder and a a, uh, 70-inch tripod so that when I do want to do videos like that, I don't have it, like, shaky fucking cam from Blair Witch Project. Nice. And, uh... I'm going to make it look, but no, that I did no editing to that. I I made it a little bit shorter because at the beginning, you know, you have your whenever for future people that ever want to start recording videos or anything like that, always make sure to don't start talking right away. Once you hit the record button. Yeah. Give your second, give yourself a good five to ten seconds of just dead air so that you can splice shit in and at the end to do that. So. But no, that turned out to be really good. Uh, we got all of the 24-hour marathon up on the YouTube channel. Uh, Scotty even messaged me. He goes, did you go through and like individually select the thumbnails for the YouTube channels? And I was like, of course. He goes, because some of them are fucking just dead on. Yeah. And I'm like, to be honest with you, they gave me a pick of the three. I guess it just kind of like picks the three best ones that it sees. And I'm just like, that one works, so we'll use that one. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, other than that, I've been playing a lot more Monster Hunter. I beat the storyline. Well, I beat the main quote unquote storyline and the the boss at the end actually made me go, oh, shit, that's really cool because I didn't know anything about it. 
I just knew it was like this big-ass rock dragon that came up out of the ground. And while you're attacking it, it gets to a certain threshold. And like, surprise, motherfucker, that was just its shell. So like, all of the rocks fall off. And apparently, like, it's a monster that uses, like, it doesn't really have, like, it's not fire-based or water-based or anything like that. It just shoots. Its, its wings don't have webs in between like you know how wings look like the bones like in the wings and it has webbing so that a dragon can fly it doesn't have webbing at all it just looks like hands on its back and it shoots pressurized air beams out of the tips of it yeah so it's fucking does it, at one point it'll go under the ground it comes up out of the ground and does a f- fucking like sound wind uh fucking spirit bomb from dragon ball z and just throws it at the ground and if you're anywhere near it it's a one hit ko like you're dead in master rank gear yeah (laughs) okay uh but that monster is a lot more fun than i thought it was gonna be and uh it's got some good armor too but now every monster hunter game has like you beat the main story now here's the extra shit after the story here's where the real game is right so I'm starting to do that, and uh, it's pretty fun. Like, I'm I'm really liking it. I, uh, I was actually playing it all day today. That's why I was running a little late. I'll be playing it all day tomorrow too. Mm-hmm. But uh, during the flights, I was playing some more Astral Chain. Uh, I got some. I don't know how far you're in it, and I, it, the game's still fairly new, and it's plat- one of Platinum's best games. So I'm not going to spoil anything on this podcast. But I got to the really fucking cool part. Okay. And it's like and it's like mission three. Like that's one of the fucking cool parts. Other people that are listening are probably like, he's not he hasn't even gotten here yet. It's like, no. I got into this part and it's really, really cool. And uh basically I've gotten to the point where you realize, oh, now this is where I'm gonna start getting the other legions or the mm-hmm. other stands. So uh I need to put more time into it. It's just I've really only been playing it once I was or when I was traveling. But uh it's it's real real fun. Yeah, uh, it definitely I believe is one of Platinum's best games, and that's coming from someone that adores Wonderful One Hundred One and Bayonetta. So, uh, I have barely touched Astral Chain. Like I said, I handed that shit off to my wife, and she ran with it. So right. I'm gonna be at work all day waiting around on Monday. Hopefully, I'll be able to get some uh, some time with it in. I don't know Sounds if they good. they allow switches in that building so we'll see oh yeah you got like a whole fucking security clearance that you have to go through every day yeah. don't you Mine yeah it's is just stupid. like you walk in and that's it <laughs> yeah no it's it's pretty fucking dumb I'm let me tell there. you the story uh, <laughs> let me tell you the story on how i got a free 200 dollars voucher with southwest airlines okay so i land in austin i picked a flight where i left here around or i left little rock around five about 5.30, and I got into Austin around 9. That gives me enough time to get my bag, get my rental car, get to the hotel, unpack, and kind of relax. And uh, I'm sitting there. I go. To, I usually go to the bathroom first. As soon as I get off the plane, I'll go down the escalator, get, go to the bathroom, which is right behind baggage claim. And Because usually the bags aren't even starting yet. So I'll go, go to, take a pee. I come back out. Uh, there's my IT Pelican case. So I was like, cool. That one's really fucking easy to spot from anywhere. So I grab it. And I'm waiting, and I'm like, okay. So I see a bag, a suitcase, looks exactly like mine. And I go to grab it, and I was like, oh, wait, that's not mine. That's weird, because I never 
ever see anybody with my kind of luggage. Like, I've, that's the first time I've ever seen it. And I've had this luggage set for two and a half years, maybe almost three years. So it's fairly new. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's fairly new. Uh, but like I said, I've never s- seen anybody else with it, with the exact color I have. Mm-hmm. But until then, and I'm sitting there watching. I was like, all right. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting. That bag's on there for about 10 minutes, and it dawns on me. I know exactly what happened. Someone else took your shit. Someone took that bag, and I was like, maybe I should wait again and wait for them to come out and get the bag. And like, dude, no, if you do that, you're going to fucking be here forever. So I grabbed that bag, went to the Southwest desk, and was like, hey, this might sound weird. This isn't my bag, but I have a suitcase that is exactly this suitcase. Is there any way? Luckily, that's the thing. The person had an identifier tag on it. Mine doesn't have an identifier tag on it. So, yeah. Uh, they ended up calling the guy and he was like, oh yeah, you know, I'll be right back. I'm, uh, I'm about 10 minutes away. I just got to the house cause he lived in Austin and, uh, he comes back. I'm texting my wife and I tell her the situation and I was like, do you want to bet? And she goes, what do you mean? And I was like, I'm gonna bet you that older white guy wife packed his bag and it's not his suitcase. It's his wife's suitcase. I would have made, if we would have bet a million dollars, I would have fucking won a million dollars. I got all three of them. But I'm sitting there, before he gets there, I'm sitting there, and the guy walks up, the Southwest guy, he's like, hey man, uh, if you, do you mind go ahead and sign this? This is your baggage incident form, and also we're going to give you a $200 voucher. And I was like, you guys don't have to do that. Like, this actually, the one time is not y'all's fault. And he and he was like, nah man, he's like, fuck it, like, whatever, like, free shit. I was nice, like, cool, yeah, whatever. Take it. Shut the fuck and, up and take it. Yeah, so I got that voucher and the other previous vouchers from when uh, it was earlier. It was sometime last year where they actually forgot to put my bag on the plane. And I didn't get I my bag until the that. next day. Yeah, so they gave me a $200 voucher on that one. Had to go to work the next day in the same basketball shorts and like nasty ass black shirt I was wearing the day before. My boss was like, she got out of the car. She goes, why is he wearing basketball shorts to the center? And then it oh. dawned, he goes, and she goes, did they lose your bag? I was like, yeah, <laughs> bro. Fucking when I was a yield boot, probably I think, I think it was like a private or private first class, some shit like that. I went on recruiter's assistance. Mm-hmm. Fucking United Airlines sent my uniforms my uniforms. That's like your only ones that you dollars. need. All my uniforms, all of them went to Dallas. And I was on recruiter's assistance for, I think, a week or maybe two weeks. And for the first, like, five days, I'm like, what the fuck do I do? I'm supposed to go out and try to recruit motherfuckers. My yeah. sergeant is like... Calling up the place. What the fuck is wrong with you, bitches? I didn't get no fucking two hundred dollar voucher. Shit's bullshit. I fight for usually. Did I tell you about the time where they gave me a? I think it was. It might have been another two hundred dollar voucher because our flight got canceled and I had to get on a later flight because they hit a a some bird. I don't know what kind of bird so hard that it dented the fucking plane. <laughs> Yeah, so they had to cancel the rest of the flights for that flight number for the rest of the days and rebook everybody on other flights, which was fine with me because that was the day after I went to 6th Street in Austin and blacked out. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I was quite hung over the next day. Pretty sure, I think, because my two other co-workers were there, they had a flight around the same time as me after I got the rebook. Like, I was actually mm-hmm. flying out, like, four hours earlier than them. And they're like, well, I guess you're here with us. I was like, yep. And I fell asleep in the middle of the fucking airport floor for, like, three hours. Nice. Dude, it was crazy, man. Oh, yeah, if you if you white, like, if you carrying it up, it, at least with Southwest, I don't really fly anywhere else with anyone else. But if you carry it up with Southwest a little bit, they'll uh, they'll basically anything that like if it's mechanical, I think they they'll if you fight for it, they'll give it to you. But if it's like weather, they're like that ain't our problem. You ain't getting shit. Nah, right? the government pays out the lowest bidder, so it's usually United or some fucking dude with a biplane. Delta. No, not Delta. Delta Delta's apparently like nice. Like United. So it's like this. United, I got I got tickets for United going from California to New York for $300 round trip. Yeah, so United flies to a lot more places than uh Southwest does cuz Southwest in the eyes of all the airlines, Southwest is still new. Really? Uh they don't have they don't fly into cuz they they started off uh, only flying in the southern area. Like okay. Texas, because they, they they're based at like their headquarters, uh, I believe, Southwest. are in Texas. Yeah, and uh, but then they're starting to go more places. But like, there are sometimes when I had to go like really down south, like right on the border of Texas and Mexico. Uh, Southwest didn't fly to a lot of those, so I would have to fly United. Otherwise, it was a three hour. I think when we had to go down to Laredo, it was fly in on United or fly in on Southwest into San Antonio and then drive three hours. And I was like, nope, I did the fly into San Antonio, drive three hours the first time. And then the next week I was like, nope, I'm doing United this time. I'm yeah. flying straight in. Fuck that. But yeah. Uh, I I won't go into details, but when I went to Austin, this was the first time that my supervisor was there since he hired me, that we were both mm-hmm. there. We had a team event. All I'm going to say is I went to bed at 4.30 the next morning, and luckily he's my supervisor and said I didn't have to go to work the next day. <laughs> nice. Nice. But I still had to go in because I had a meeting at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. That sucks. My ass went in at 2.30. Someone was like, oh, hey, you're coming in late. And I went, yeah. And I just <laughs> sat at my cubicle. <laughs> I sat there looking at my computer screen until 3. I went to the meeting. The meeting was like, 15 minutes and then I sat there and talked to her for a minute and then I said I'm going home and she goes okay (laughs) I just fucking left (laughs) nice but uh no that was really fun uh I'm trying to think what like I said not a whole lot of stuff I picked up some horror movies when I was down in Austin I I spent 70 dollars and got probably eight or nine horror movies like I got the first Friday the 13th on blu-ray I got uh, uh, the thing with horror movies is I won't buy them on Blu-ray unless I really want them like a special version of them or something like that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they're just horror movies. Let's right. just five dollars for the DVD right. and all that. Uh, picked up a bunch of picked up like the first Friday the 13th, picked up the blob from like 1988. How do you not a own of, a copy of Friday the 13th? That's what uh, Scotty said. I that's the thing. Like I have seen almost all of them. But I think, oh, that no, I'm sorry. That's what it was. When I was younger, I had a huge movie collection. 
Like, I used to work at a video game slash movie store. You worked at ba- fucking, um, I forget. Hast- it was Hastings, but this was when I was 18 years old in my hometown. There was a video okay. game store back there that they I would just work at, and basically I would work overtime. They're just like, yeah, you take a couple movies home and all that stuff. So, okay. Uh, so I had a big collection, but at one point in my life I was broke, so I had to sell that shit to make money for rent. Rent. So uh, it was rent, and I wanted to buy a Wii U. Yeah. So that's what I did with that. And I'm pretty sure I had a bunch of them. But no, I picked that one up. Uh, I just picked up a bunch of them. We, because we're going to be watching a bunch of horror movies for October. Well, last night, I didn't want to, like, I just, I was tired. I didn't want to do anything. My wife's like, well, let's watch one of these horror movies. I was like, all right. So the weekend that be, that I left for Austin, we went to Best Buy and we picked up uh, the steel books of the Rob Zombie Halloween. Okay. And the Halloween that came out last year. The, okay. the, 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 the sequel reboot that came out. So we, we bought it and we watched it last night. And what it this one takes place, it acts like Halloween 2 through however fucking many there were after that didn't exist. And it acts like the only the first Halloween existed. Because this is supposed to be a direct sequel to the 1978 John Carpenter's Halloween. Okay. Uh, I was really liking it. And I feel like this would be more like a podcast where we wanted, would want to talk about movies and all that stuff. But it just got really weird at one point. So there was one point where the only reason that this weird little side story happened was to get Michael Myers from one place to this place. That was the only reason that it happened. And I didn't like it. There was another part where there were two cops in a car I mean, it was a good five minutes of dialogue, and they were just talking about sandwiches. And I was just like, the whole time, I'm just like, what? And then me and my wife watched the Red Letter Media review of it, and they were like, well, this would have been a good time if they were just, like, talking about, like, you know, like, 40 years ago, you know, I was there or something like that. Just to, like, kind of build up the tension and all that stuff, because the whole time we were like, that person's dead, that person's dying, that person's dying. Yeah. But... Overall, it wasn't bad, but they just, they need to stop. They just need to stop. Like, I know this one, they're going to make more after this one, because apparently it was commercially a success. Like, tons of people went to go, like, movie theaters were packed to go see this last year. I remember it being, like, a big fucking deal. Yeah, I mean, the story of it is, the it's 40 years after the initial events that took place in the first Halloween, and, uh... Yeah, because it was 1978, and I think the movie takes place in 2018. So, yeah, yeah. that'd be 40 years. And uh, Lori, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, which is Lori Strodes, I believe. Uh, she's, she's. I'm going to say it in quotations. She's crazy. Like, yeah. she's preparing for Michael this whole time. Uh, but she's tried to have a family and all that. She has a daughter, a granddaughter, and all that. It actually, it actually... So that one thing that uh, it actually really did what well was it showed how people or how someone can deal with a traumatic effect effect that happened in their life. Uh, most of the time in horror movies, you just kind of see the credits roll or the killer dies or all the teens die. And that's it. You really never see what happens afterwards. It's like a fairy tale movie where it's like they lived happy, happily ever after, except two years down the road, you know, he cheated on her and now... He, they're in a custody battle or something like that. Yeah. 
but it was really good to see like how that affects someone that obviously it traumatically affected her and it affected her so much that that ended up affecting her daughter, which then affect started affecting her granddaughter and all this other stuff. And that was done really well. Uh, it was all right though. It was very, they established that Michael Myers doesn't give a fuck on who he kills because the his second kill, he just snaps a kid's neck and you're just like, Oh, okay. Michael's killing kids now. All right. Like I'm talking like a 10 year old. Yeah. Not like a teenager or something like that. And before what, he gets, like, is that the scene nine, where like the super young kid goes to the older kid and is just like, get out and then runs no. out. No, no, no. Uh, that kid's hilarious. That's the black kid that's in the movie. Okay. He's like, fuck that. Get out of here. <laughs> that kid was fucking hilarious. No, this was some some kid earlier where him and his dad were out driving around and then they see the... Because Michael Myers is being transported from his mental... Uh, I think it's a mental asylum that he's at. And they're like, we can't get anything out of him, so we're transferring him to the big boy jail. And there's mm-hmm. nobody else is going to be able to see him and all that stuff. And... Uh, Surprise, Michael gets out from his transport and all that. But yeah, there was a point. So that's the one thing is they make Michael Myers very menacing in this movie again, where Mm -hmm. he has no motivation. He's just killing. Like he literally, when he goes, because he he gets his, he gets the the mechanics outfit and then he gets the mask. Uh, There's a whole story on how the mask ends up where it's at. But then he just, it's Halloween night and he goes into this one house, walks Walks through the shed, picks up a hammer, kills this lady, grabs a butcher knife, goes to the next house, kills a babysitter. He's just go. But in that first house, there was a baby crying. And he walks right past the crib. And I was like, holy shit. If they make him kill this baby. But they didn't do it. Like, that. I think that's, and that's what Red Letter Media said too, was they they showed how far it could be pushed with the kid getting his neck snapped. But mm-hmm. they didn't take it too far which would have been the baby dying right so that's kind of like how there was a movie that came out recently called mother that yeah. had uh that's the movie where like because it's all i think we talked about it before that's that's no, we haven't talked about it. that's jennifer lawrence right yeah that's the bible movie where the whole yeah. movie is just like this is the bible and they have a baby because she's mother earth and her husband is god and they have a baby and all these fanatics rip the baby apart and eat it uh, and they show it. They show him like snap the baby's head. And I was just like, okay. All right. <laughs> That's kind of fucked up. But whatever. But yeah, I don't know. I might need to rewatch it again. Uh, there's one. Mother or asks, Halloween? No, not mother. Fuck mother. Uh, <laughs> Halloween 2018. Okay. Uh, there was one thing though. Like the, the asshole boyfriend who turns out he's like, he's too perfect. And then you the granddaughter and they go to a party he sees she sees him kissing somebody else and he goes fucking ballistic on her and all that Mm -hmm. shit he doesn't die he just kind of just whatever i was just like that's bullshit he should have got his i mean you're just wanting karma to take place (laughs) have you watched a horror movie (laughs) like that's i mean i've seen a few i've seen a few i've played uh until dawn that does that count no (laughs) well kind (laughs) of kind of I watched Funhouse because I had never seen the whole playthrough of that game. I didn't know what it was about. And I watched Funhouse when Bruce was still with them. They played through it. And I was just like, oh, it's fucking Wendigos. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And I'm just like, all right. So the story's not bad. Like that would, I think that would work as a, a like that would work as a horror movie. Like if they wanted to adapt that entire thing into a movie, I think that would work. I'd watch it, but I don't know. Uh, there's another, we started watching, there's a documentary that we watch every year. It's called going to pieces. It's the in, in parentheses, the rise and fall of the slasher film. And it's a uh, stars documentary that came out. I remember watching it back. I think it was, I was either just graduated high school or I was about to. So it came out back then. And it basically just goes from the beginning where it talks about, because Halloween started the slasher flick. Mm-hmm. And then it just goes into like how it became commercial. I think Friday the 13th made $40 million in 1982. That's insane. But then they start going into like how all the bad movies started coming out and how the how it started getting oversaturated. And it was just like every Halloween, like every holiday, there was a horror movie. It was like graduation day or April Fool's day. Or That's silent. like the zombie craze back in the early 2010s, yes. late yep. 2000s. With Walking Dead and all that shit. Yeah. Uh, but then it's, it shows how it got a resurgence when, because Scream effectively brought the slasher fil- flick back. Yeah. Uh, Everyone was like, oh, we want to watch these again. So it's a really good documentary. They have one-on-one interviews with, like, John Carpenter and a lot of the directors of those movies back then. Uh, Tom Savini's in it. I don't know if you know who Tom Savini is. I've heard of him. Tom, We talked about him when we were in Pittsburgh. Tom Savini did all the makeup. He's a horror makeup genius. And apparently, I don't know, he was a photographer when he was younger before he started doing all that. He was a photographer, and I think he actually went over to Nam, and he photographed a lot of the terrible things that happened over there. He talks about in the documentary how he saw just a severed arm that was still clutching the ground. Yep. And he just looked and, like, studied all the muscles and everything like that, and they're just like... I mean, that's what you got to do. Like, it's he. He said though in his interview too. Yeah, go to a war zone in order to be a uh, a makeup artist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to see everything front. Hey, I mean, if you're going in that line, like if your job is literally, hey, we have to figure way figure out ways how to kill people in a movie. Like, I mean, that's pretty good seeing it firsthand. But and no pun intended on that. So, but oh my god. <laughs> if you uh, hadn't said anything i wouldn't have caught it ah uh, whatever let's see uh i think that was basically it like haven't done a whole lot more uh yeah that's about it that's all i got for my week okay um i spent the first half of my week playing Link's awakening for the switch yeah i saw your twitter post about that uh, yeah so before i get to that um i want to say Link's awakening really good i don't know if it's really a 60 dollar game but it doesn't matter because it's a zelda game and that's not going to change nintendo's mindset on it um but it's it's really good i've never fully played Link's awakening um i have like this aversion to the game boy games i'm not a fan of the game boy games. so like i know yeah, i know I that i know that oracle of ages and seasons they're they're legitimately good games but i just i've I only been into pokemon back then so yeah like i liked real rpgs and i played platformers on 
on the Game Boy, and that's really what I stuck with. So when it came to the adventure titles, I didn't really stick to it. Like like Metal Gear Solid, I didn't mm-hmm. appreciate Metal Gear Solid for the GBA or the GBC until I was much older. Which I think um, you said was like apparently really fucking good. Yeah, it's it's one of the best games on the Game Boy Color, but Link's Awakening it's it's solid. It's easy. Like I'm surprised how easy this game is. I mean, okay. even the side optional dungeons are relatively. Um, is it easier easy. than a link? Uh, link between worlds. Mm, no. Oh uh, yes. I, f- I, f- I personally I, feel I, like it's a been link a- between worlds isn't very hard. No. Uh, well, since you can rent out items, yeah. yeah no, you. It trivializes it. So um, I'll, I guess I can say that uh, Link's Awakening is maybe a little bit harder. There's not a, a, a huge challenge to Link's Awakening. Now, with that said, I don't know if I've got this game. I don't. I just, do I call it a game breaking glitch? It's like. I mean, a if series? it does not let you, if it doesn't let you progress any farther, then yes, it's great game breaking. So uh, definitely game breaking. I, I don't know if it's necessarily a glitch, but it's just like a series of events. So in the game, you get the ocarina, and you right. need the ocarina in order to finish the game. You get the ocarina, and then one of the first songs that you learn is from the flower girl Marin, who constantly sings to Ballard of the Windfish. I didn't do that. I held off on that. I was just like, fuck it. I can get it later. The, then I go, you know, I get the, the song from the fish that allows me to warp around. I get the song from the frog that allows me to, I, I forget what the fuck it does. It's not, you'll, you use it once and you never use it again. Um, <laughs> but I kept progressing through the game and I'm at the eighth dungeon and I'm like, okay, I need the song now and I can't fucking find this bitch anywhere. And I go to all her usual spots. She's either in the main village or she's at this area called Animal Village. She's not in either one of those locations. And I later find out that she's all the way at the top of this mountain. So I go to the mountain. I save her. And I'm hoping, okay, this will reset her location. No. It does not reset her location. So now I'm in a position where I can't get this fucking song. And... The person that I get the song from, I cannot find. I'm not going to sit here and say that she's gone. I I haven't gone back to play it since I was just like, okay. Where so the fuck have is you she? have you have you even have you Googled anything about it or anything like yes, that? Yes, there. Oh. No one has said anything yet, but they have confirmed the five locations where you find Marin. Okay, and you need to find Marin in order to progress the story. The last place you see her is on the mountain. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if there's a natural reset point for her. I don't know if I can finish the eighth dungeon without the uh, the song. But I do know that in order for you to beat the game, you need the fucking song. So I wouldn't mind doing a, a reset because I... I think I blew through like six dungeons in a day. It's yeah. not hard and it's 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 relatively fun, especially since I know what's going on. Plus, in order for you to get the secret ending, you need to beat the game with no deaths. And Ugh. I only have four because I I had no idea what the fuck I was doing in, in the early game. I was just fucking off. Yeah. So 
Maybe, maybe it would be a good thing to restart, but document this. Yeah, like this seems like a QA issue. <laughs> yeah, like there's, I gotta be doing something wrong because there's no way that something like this would have gotten past people. Like, I don't th- not this in today is, and age. Yeah, this is this is pretty serious. Maybe back so, in the day, like in the GB, uh, the G- Game Boy Color version, that yeah. would be possible. But that would make a lot more sense. Yeah, I mean, like, even if it is an issue though today, they could patch it. Yeah, but I mean. I don't know. Scrub- we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'll, I'll, I'll play around with it maybe tomorrow. Anti-Chris and... from Scrubverse is the reason that patch 1.01 of... Uh... <laughs> yeah, Link's Awakening. Link's, Link's Awakening. That happened. dumb fucking bitch didn't get the goddamn uh, song from Marin. So, Dude, whatever. you know that like that's like you put that on a business card worthy. <laughs> <laughs> like a, I know. broke Link's Awakening. Yeah. You broke what? That's me. <laughs> that's me. Um, <laughs> I finally played the game wave. I saw the pictures in the discord and it looks like you got a free game. <laughs> no, it's not a game. It's a movie. I have a feeling that, uh, the guy from warp zone, I think Left that it. his, his daughter was watching some dinosaur movie. Yeah. I might hit him up. I don't fucking want that. You, shit. uh, you should stream that. <laughs> uh, I'm not streaming it. Yeah. <laughs> My, that bad, I, huh? I have been commissioned to document it. I am not going to stream it. I I will not. I will document it. Some I can some guarantee way. you that there will be no no one else playing that on Twitch. <laughs> nobody, nobody else. But I can't do it. Um, even at thirty dollars, I feel like. <laughs> All I did was get a DVD player that does not have HDMI. Like that's that's all I can say about it. The it's fucking... almost li- it's almost like we were right. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean I couldn't help myself. I know that I buy stupid shit all the time, but there is literally no redeeming quality <laughs> to this fucking thing. I don't know what they were thinking. I honestly don't. This is the PS3 killer, right? (laughs) Yeah, because it came out, I think, 07. I think that's when it was released. It had like 20 games that came out for it, and they were planning on another 10 on top of it. Like, dear God. It was stupid. Like, Rewind is just, hey, let's do trivia from like the last 40 years. Uh, Lock 5 is literally Yahtzee. Oh, but is it? <laughs> Lock 5 is bad Yahtzee because the only difference between uh, like regular Yahtzee and this Yahtzee is like at least in Yahtzee, I can put my dice back if I want to swap them. Right. In this, you can't. Once you lock in, that's it. So it's like it's harder Yahtzee, but it's it's like Just play it's Yahtzee. weird playing a console <laughs> like this because usually you'll see this in like mobile games or like really, really old shitty games. Yeah. But the production value from for some of this shit is really good. Like that's, I think that's a redeeming quality. <laughs> it's, no, it's not redeeming because it's still it's just like I'm literally the only person playing this, and my friend is sitting there watching me, like laughing his ass off. You couldn't even he, get him to play. <laughs> no, he was like, "Fuck that! I'm not touching that shit. That's cancer." Uh, letter zap is boggle. Okay. Um. Four Degrees is another trivia game. 
You don't have that, to go like, through the whole catalog. <laughs> I'm not. It's just like, and then there's like the VeggieTales one, which it said it was like Mario Mario Party. No. No. <laughs> no. They sing in that. You, did you not know what VeggieTales was? Uh, no, I know what VeggieTales is. Okay. I, I was like honestly hoping that there would be like some sort of Bible verse bullshit in there. Because at least I'm good at those. But no, this this is none of that trivia either. <laughs> no, this it's terrible. It's awful. No, Game Wave is a really expensive DVD player that does not have HDMI. Yep, Warp and, Zone uh, gotcha. <laughs> Warp Zone, Warp Zone took my money. It's fine. Um, like I, I don't know. I don't think that there's any level of enjoyment that I can get out of it for the thirty dollars that I spent. Because even if I were to take this out to the ranch and shoot it, I would still have to buy ammunition. Yeah. Give it to Goodwill. Mm. What would I get for it, though? You don't get anything at Goodwill. They give you... Goodwill is you donate it. What? What? You've never gone to a Goodwill? They don't... It's not GameStop. No, I bought at Goodwill because I was poor. They get all their shit for free. I didn't know that. They get all their shit for free. You mean those fuckers that, like, drop off the Symphony of the Night and they pick it up for, like, $5? Somebody gave that away for free? That dumb bitch. Some grand grandparents that didn't know what they had. No. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, to make up for my sadness with the Game Wave, I picked up Dragon Quest XI-S for the Switch. Um, the 2D mode is really, really cool. I haven't gotten far in it. I haven't gotten far enough because I played a little bit of Eleven for the PS4. the The cutscenes are like gorgeous in that game. Right. I want to see like what their equivalent is when it comes to the 2D mode. If they're really taking more of like the Final Fantasy VI approach, right. which is like everything, uh, you know, done in the 2D mode, or if they're gonna like do something special. Uh, I also picked up Damon X Machina. I haven't played it yet. I'm really excited to play that because that was one of my most anticipated games from last year's E3. Um, and I also picked up a copy of Metal Gear Solid because I didn't own a physical copy of Metal Gear Solid. I had really? a digital copy. Yeah, I had a digital copy. Did you get the big one or the normal version? What do you mean? There's a big version for the PlayStation 1 where it looks like the big, uh, like instead of the, I think I see it behind you right now, like the regular double-sided cartridge or the two, two or the, you know what I'm talking the about, the thicker one. That's the one you have. There's another one where it's a big one, kind of like how that... Uh, you know, like one of the long boxes. Yeah, the long boxes. Okay. They have a long box of it, too. I didn't know that. I'm going to yeah. look for that. Yep, I've seen it at a game store before. But, so I was like, this is no. fake. <laughs> yeah. And then I picked up under uh, City Undercover Lego bullshit because I heard it's good. So that's about it. Uh, I forgot to say, too, during my week, my... Uh, my Famicom, my Super, so my Nintendo to Famicom adapter for my Retro Freak came in. And uh, it's fucking great. I got all my Nintendo games on my Retro Freak now. So Nice. I spent, this was 30 bucks on eBay, shipped from Osaka. So. Uh, it, when you come to, uh, when you come to MAGFest, bring that with you. Yeah, I really, I got to talk to Chris, uh, Megavisions Chris because I want him. So he doesn't have this. So I'm going to see if maybe, like, I don't know. I don't know if there's a lot of Nintendo games. Like, I don't know. We'll work something. I want him to bring his Game Gear one. Okay. Because he has the Game Gear one, which apparently is like 95 fucking dollars. 
Yeah, I think it was one of the first accessory adapters for the Retro Freak, and they're out okay. of print now. Wow. Yeah, these are like the second thing that came out, and they're still in print. And then the third thing that came out is the uh, controller adapter, where you can use uh, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, uh, Genesis, all those controllers. And that's wow, the one I okay. got with my Retro Freak. So I have the controller converter, and I have this, but I don't have the Game Gear one. Okay. So. But uh, especially being around you guys, you guys have a lot more Game Gear games than I do. So I would like to get those on my Retro Freak. So You're not missing much. I mean, Buy a I Master got, System. I've got this Tails game that I want to check out. So <laughs> <laughs> You could get an adapter for that, man. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure that the Master System adapter also has a Game Gear adapter. I could be lying. I could be wrong. But, but the Retro sure Freak is still beautiful. On all those Nintendo games, it upscales all of them. I was playing Castlevania last night, and I per- I love the first Castlevania so much, and I've beaten it mm-hmm. so many times. And uh just looks great. Super happy about it. There was so far, I've had two cartridges that I didn't even know if they previously worked or not, but they were not working after I tried to clean them multiple times and all that other stuff. But some garbage games. They'll probably just be like tester cartridges. So. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, I forgot too. Uh, I I just forget everything with my week until you start talking. So uh, I'm working more on uh, the arcade cabinet. I found out for a fact the arcade cabinet that I have. It's a an Atari Showcase 33. Okay. And apparently, uh, I think they were originally created for a Gauntlet game. Yes. And this these bitches are fucking huge, man. And uh, but I was talking to TJ in the discord and we were talking in the discord and then we started uh privately me- messaging between each other and uh i found out that the cat the crt is fried <laughs> like okay i sent a video in the arcade you could probably you could check it out later but the video is just every time you turn the power supply on there's an electrical arc and it snaps like you just you see electricity every t- time and it pops and I'm, and he's like, yeah, you're probably going to spend $200 to get that CRT fixed. So if you're looking to replace it with an LCD, just go ahead and replace it. Okay. So, and then I ended up selling. He was uh, really wanting the Marvel versus Capcom CP, uh, CPS2 board. And uh, I sold it to him. So <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah. Nice. I'm not, I'm not going to be using it. He, he's a bigger arcade fan than I am. He actually mm-hmm. has a setup to where he switches between boards and is able to play them with ease. I, oh, nice. So he said he's he said the CPS two boards are kind of hard to come across just in the wild. Mm-hmm. So I told we worked out we negotiated a price and I'm gonna send it to him. So I'll nice. be using that money to purchase upgrades. There's a lot of parts where just because of moving it, uh, it got banged up, like some wood got chipped off and all that stuff. And I was talking to Jason uh in the in our Discord too, and uh, he said that I could probably look into like maybe picking up like. If I wanted to fix those areas and get them rounded off and make everything look nice, because I want to repaint the whole thing and then change out the marquee and all that stuff, uh, I could probably use like some kind of like epoxy resin or something like that. So yeah. I don't know. I just got to fuck with it and try it. But step one, since it's starting to get colder out, I'm going to gut that fucking CRT monitor out. Probably going to gut the older speakers out because if I'm going to use a newer TV, I'll just get some computer speakers with a subwoofer because mm-hmm. most TVs nowadays have a headphone jack or a something like that. And I'll just put a retro pie in it. So nice. 
yeah, I'm excited about it. Very nice. <sighs> so yeah, but yeah, that's officially everything for my week now. No, uh, I was done, so it worked out. I I I I was hoping you were done because I yeah. otherwise I'd have felt like an asshole. So. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. I didn't have the the most amazing week because Game Wave is trash and <laughs> I cannot finish Link's Awakening. Plus, I'm in closeout Monday. Monday is my last day. <laughs> Tuesday just, is the day you're going on vacation. <laughs> oh, bro! Like I'm gonna go. Th- like three days in a row. Like don't don't call me, don't text me, no nothing. No nothing. Jesus. So we'll we'll be seeing you more in the Yeah, third. I'll be back. Yeah. I'll be I back. I was thinking I was thinking about it the other day. I, I was thinking about it earlier today. And I just I was like in the house and I yelled out duck game. Why the fuck have we not played duck game <laughs> on Thursday night throwdowns? Because duck game's great. Yeah, duck game is awesome. Uh, I is that know. is that multi is that online multiplayer? I thought that was I only local. I don't know if it's local only. I know Nidhog is local only. Otherwise, we'd be playing the shit out of Nidhog. I mean, and, we'll Nidhog just do Parsec. Just use Parsec. We keep we, we can't keep it. talking about it. We never look farther into it. So <laughs> I've been busy. <laughs> I've, been, I've been busy. All right. My job hates me. <laughs> Let's hit the news. Let's do the news. One of the big stories this week. Uh, one uh an indie developer frogware uh they've developed some of the Sherlock Holmes crime and punishment games they've also developed the Sinkin City um which got a lot of buzz within the last month or so well they had an official statement come out um their publisher Focus Home Interactive is pulling down all of their games all of their prior games off of stores off of the web stores xbox no steam Steam. xbox uh store uh psn i I don't know if there was anything on switch but i read the article and is the whole reasoning that they're pulling them down is because their contracts up yeah and they didn't renew they're going somewhere else but then they're also not giving them the rights back (laughs) yeah here's the issue okay this is not actually uncommon if you look back to I don't. I don't think Deadpool was a situation of it, but you ever you know the game Call of Juarez, right? Yeah. Okay, so that was published by Ubisoft. Um, I forget the actual name of the company that developed it, but when they were no longer going to put uh, longer under Ubisoft, Ubisoft took it down off the store, and apparently their reasoning was, well, since you're no longer part of us, we technically can't make money off of call of juarez because you're our development studio you're not our development studio anymore Techland publishing there you go so for like eight months you couldn't get call of juarez online or anything and a lot of people were like holy shit that game's now like super rare up the prices of the physical yeah. copies because i remember that happening the same thing happened with uh with deadpool yeah i remember the, that game a yeah. fucking ten dollar game jumping up to 35 fucking dollars because publishing rights and so maybe i just don't fully understand it but i seem i feel like if your contract's up then everything should just go back like the rights and shit should go back to the creators right that's the common thing that's what usually happens okay in the case of ubisoft there was a lot of other legal things that were going on that i personally don't know about I'm not going to try to act like a an expert on that. 
what people are saying in the case of Focus Home Interactive, that this seems to be a very spiteful move because mm. in their contract when they first signed on Frogwares, it doesn't say that if they were to leave Focus Home Interactive that they still maintain the rights to the IP. It's kind of like a situation where when Kojima and Kojima Productions were cut from Konami, Konami still technically owns the rights to the Fox engine and Metal Gear Solid. Okay. Because they can't make any money off of it. It is it is a Konami product. Right. I I don't know if this is this if this is the same thing, but people are saying like, no, this needs to go to court. Yeah, like, I feel like this you is... can't you can't you could fix this with with going to court because this is a breach of contract. You can't yeah. modify the contract after the contract ends or you're unhappy with something or whatever. Yeah, one uh, one of the tweets on here in, in response to Frogware's tweet was uh, from a guy named At Morrison. He's a video game attorney or something like that, and it says, "Always more than meets the eye seems a simple fix with an attorney." Yeah. So, and it, it's interesting because. Um, like I'm looking through some of the games that Focus Home Interactive has come out with. I mean, like they got a lot more than I thought. They have a lot. So they're they're the guys who did Blood Bowl, which was a really shitty sports turn-based game. Uh, they did Call of Cthulhu, <laughs> uh, the the shitty one that I recently played. They did Bound by Flame, which is a really bad action platformer game or action role-playing game. Man, Chris, are there any good games on here? <laughs> uh, Farming Simulator. Did, <laughs> they did Divinity Original Sin, the Enhanced Edition, yep. for PS4 and Xbox One, which that version specifically has a game-breaking glitch that me and my wife encountered and could not finish the game. Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if these guys are like... <sighs> Wait, they, I did shovel, they did Shovel Knight Retail version. Really? Yeah. It says down in the S's. Hmm. Okay. Focus distributor in France. They were a distributor. They were not wow. a publisher. Is that what it, it doesn't says? count. Yeah. Uh, they did the surge and the surge too. I guess that's a decent title. I know the surge was like mixed response. The surge two. Uh, Pat Bovin likes it. They're getting me with all these good. I'm like Walking Dead distributor in France. <laughs> Technomancer. Um uh, it looks the, like that the they, Wolf Among uh, Us distributor in France. <laughs> yeah, vampire. It what it looks like is vampire. they get a lot of <laughs> vampire whatever. They get a lot of indie developers, like yeah. the weird indie developers and they push their game out. Yep. That's just that's just what it mainly looks like. But Not to shit on those other games, but yeah, I hope uh Frogwares takes this to court because I think they have a uh, they have a legitimate case here. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Fuck it. It's not even that good of a publisher anyway. So. Uh, uh, yeah. I I just planned this one out perfectly because I wanted to talk about this article so bad. Okay. Uh. So the new Mario Kart Tour has come out. It's the mobile game. And, sure. Uh, apparently, it is what is it five dollars subscription. Uh, to play in the tours, which are like the big tournaments and all that stuff. Yes, in order for you to play in 200cc, Fuck you that. have to 
pay five dollars a month. Yeah, uh, first uh, time users can get a two week free trial, but after that, it's four ninety nine a month. Uh, from my understanding and my reading of this is this is not multiplayer. This is against nope. computers. Yep. So tell me, Chris, why the fuck would I do this? <laughs> Hold on. I'm trying to think of something. You um, got to think of my mindset. The correct answer is I wouldn't. <laughs> it, it's it's one of those things where Mario Kart is probably Nintendo's biggest IP. Yes, it was one. Of, um, it was one of the most successful it's, games. It's, it's on, their best-selling IP, I should say. Yeah, it's the most successful um, game on their Wii U. I think it's one of the one of the best ones, especially in the beginning, because of the Wii U port to the Switch, all that stuff. Yep, it's still a good game. Um, on the Wii, it was the second best-selling uh, title after and, Wii Sports and sixty-four. <clears throat> I don't know you, if it was. You know, Wii Sports best. still goes for like eight or nine dollars. Why? I don't know, but I found like three of them at a video game store for $3 each, and I almost bought them all. I only bought one because I didn't have one, so I just wanted to get one. But yeah, they still go for like eight, because there's so many Wiis out there that people still play, especially older people, that a lot of people strictly played the Wii because of Wii Sports. Yeah, that's true. That bowling game is still tits. I don't give a shit what anyone That says. bowling game, when I realized I didn't have to stand up to actually play that, it was just a flick of the wrist yeah oh the game was over then that was a game changer that's that's lazy man sports man lazy men lazy people will always find a way i mean it, so back to mario kart yeah. tour you get yeah. some things like i guess you get the the silver mario racer you get a few carts some uh some gems and then you get special in-game gold badges for completing them because you're unlocked you're doing like 200 cc right but it's there's really not a lot of content and mind you this game just came out yeah i don't think that if they if they were to implement multiplayer i don't it, necessarily think that five dollars a month would be that bad yes if five dollars a month for actual multiplayer against possibly millions of players yes i think that's feasible yeah what's what's interesting though is that you have five dollars a month for this one game on a mobile platform, right? And then you pay $5 a month to play online with your Switch, have access to all these NES games, all these Super Nintendo games, can play Smash Online, can play Mario Kart uh, 8 online. online. Monster Hunter um, online. Uh, I think Nintendo Chris- is just like... That's an investment into a system. Yes. But I think that Nintendo is just turning around and like, okay, we don't, let's not take advantage of our, our regular gamers. Let's get the fucking casuals. They won't know the difference. What? What? Wasn't there a part where Nintendo was like, we don't want to be the evil mobile people? And then they I don't did. know if they've actually said that, but I do remember them saying, like, we're not trying to follow some sort of uh, traditional multi um, mobile microtransaction system. Because back in the day when they came out with Mario Party or not Mario Party, Mario Run, Super Mario Run or Super yeah, it was Mario a flat Jump, base called flat ten dollars. You can unlock the entire game. 
it did not generate the sales that they were hoping. It undersold. But people and then it. when they compare that to Dragalia Lost and Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem, oh, and I guess see. Animal Crossing. Let's see that chart. Oh my god! So let me go through the chart real quick. Uh, sure. So Mario Super Mario Run. What made? Hold on. Let me make sure. So installs gross revenue. So re- gross revenue. It had a thirty point five million with twenty one point eight million downloads. Uh, Fire Emblem Heroes made $67.6 million off of only 9.7 million downloads. Yeah. <laughs> and Chris is some of that. <laughs> I, I am a lot of that. <laughs> the Animal Crossing game. That. This is interesting. This is uh, the roles are reversed here because the Animal Crossing game made 13.6 million, but off of 19.1 million downloads. And then, uh, the Dragalia lost. I think that's what brought them back. Twenty six point four million off of one point six million downloads. Dragalia lost is actually a decent game. That's a lot. I'm like not, that's a lot I'm of people putting lie. a lot of money. That's that's a lot, man. That's a lot of money coming from those one point six million yeah. downloads. Yeah, it's. I don't, I don't know. When I look at Nintendo on mobile platforms, I just treat it differently i know it's really shitty to say I do because too. i'm not seeing the microtransactions in the platforms where their core audience is located i know it's really shitty to say that because you know a lot of people who play on console do play on mobile mm-hmm. i have not fully jumped in i know that i partook in a little bit of dragalia loss i haven't like spent a lot of money in it I know that I definitely took part in Fire Emblem Heroes, but <laughs> my thing like, is, I, I know that I know how the gotcha game goes. Yeah. Like, that's just the nature of the beast. So, I mean, am I supposed to be mad that Nintendo is getting into the gotcha game world? I'm not mad. I, I do think that it's, you know it's uncommon for them to do it. I'm not going to fucking get mad at them and be like, oh, you're just being greedy. No, they're still making their games. It's not like Konami that completely shuts <laughs> down their their fucking uh, development studios. They shut down Kojima Productions so that they could go ahead and make like fucking... Pachinko machines. Pachinko machines. And what's that mobile game? Dragon's Challenge or what the know. fuck ever. Like the guy who ended up taking Hideo Kojima's place in the executive, the board of executives, and shit like that. Like they completely made the a la- hard heel turn. The last uh, uh, Castlevania game we got was a pachinko game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it. With, they're not with, doing that with so pachinko why do specific characters. <laughs> yeah, like, but that's what I'm saying. Like Nintendo is not doing that. They're still making their games for the Switch. They're making some extra money on the side with their mobile department. I mean, yeah, they're they're adding these microtransactions to it. But again, I don't give a shit. At the end of I the really, day, I really don't, don't care. Just don't pay into it. Like, let no, it die. No, because why am I go- – like, for me, it doesn't appeal to me. I don't want to play on my phone. No, I don't either. I've, I have a I've Switch. I've downloaded <laughs> all these these different games on my phone. I never play them. I don't even play the Sonic games. I don't even play Mario Run on my fucking phone. I've tried. I've tried playing mobile games and I don't like them. I it's not it's not for me. Except Teppin. I like Teppin. <laughs> I haven't gotten into Teppin. But I've not put in one dollar into Teppin. So Yeah. It's as long as the company continues to operate its 
its console market in good faith with mm -hmm. the way that they've been doing. Hopefully not abusing microtransactions in the console worlds. I don't care. Because guess what? All those games were free to play. All those games are technically free to play. Yep. Who, with the exception of Mario Run, because you have to, you only get like the first couple of levels, yeah, and, and then, then you have to pay ten dollars. You could still play Mario Kart for free. Yeah. It's their product; they have a right to make money off of it. I still, play, I don't, I don't I still care. Play Magic the uh, Magic the Gathering Arena for free. I don't because they have a new what is it? Some new pass that you can get where you get extra if you pay extra for the I think it's the mastery pass or something like that where you get your daily rewards and all that stuff but if you have this mm -hmm. pass you get extra rewards I don't know anything about that is I'm, it a I'm subscription good. service It's something like that where you pay it's a pass something like that to pay into it I don't so. know Sure I don't know It's I don't care That's just basically all that I can say about it I mean, we have yeah, an article you, talking about how they're toning the microtransactions down in its games. I mean, but that was that was like a while ago. Yeah, it's one of the older. And ones. like I said, as long as it's not bleeding over into their consoles, as long as like when it comes to consoles, as long as it's like extra content, not here's a loot box. I don't care. Yeah. So, so that's that's my that's my soapbox. Anyway. Um, More Nintendo I, news. I recently got a Switch Lite, probably about a week ago. You did. Um, I'm enjoying it. Like I said, best fucking D-pad ever. Uh, but it turns out that the Nintendo Switch Lite is also having drifting analog issues. Yep. I'm showing the video right now from the YouTuber Alexis Javier. Javier or Javier. Yep. Um. If you recall a couple weeks, months, I don't know, we covered the... This one was fairly the, recent, so yeah. Yeah, it's kind of... I guess you would say like maybe a month or two ago. Um, we covered the Joy-Con issue when it first took place, and that was back when they were just releasing the orange and blue Joy-Cons. Uh, basically, the Joy-Con analog controllers are not the most sturdiest material. Nope. Um, and especially when you're playing games like Smash... Or Ooh. any other game where it requires um, hard turns, or you know, like hard, stiff, uh, or aggravating game, flicks. or yeah, or, or you, you know, you smash your controller, but that's your fault. Um, it's true. What ends up happening is that the the dead center kind of drifts off, and it no longer has the ability to like self center. Yeah. So if you turn it to the left and you have that drift you let go it'll still try to self-center but it's going to continuously turn in that direction where you abuse it the most but that's after a while of playing though right so i experienced this back in the day with playstation controllers like playstation one controllers and gamecube controllers that wasn't really uncommon with those controllers if you kept on abusing it and largely due to playing shit like melee or some other shit mainly yeah. melee that's what we played but it's been it's been a week since <laughs> this the switch light came out it hasn't been very people, long <laughs> no no it's been a week and i mean like you can even make the argument that four months if it's been four months since you had your switch 
You can't that's replace still not, these. That's not good. You can replace it. You have to know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah, but you but, can replace it. But like, what what person that doesn't know anything about tech is going to do that? Nobody. No, no, we no, might. One, no one wants. To, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, but what it turns out is uh, Spawn Wave, who is a uh, one of the larger content creators on YouTube. Um, he does a lot of breakdowns and in-depth analysis into consoles. And he saw that on the Switch Lite, when he broke it down, they're using the same fucking uh, analog sticks as the original Switch. Yep. So it's like they have a shit ton of these analog sticks. And they were just like, what if we just change the 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 model part number? <laughs> and then And then continue to use it. Like maybe... Let's put a black dot in the center, and now it's a new model, and then put them into the switch light. I mean, that's essentially that's essentially what they did. They just changed the name of it and put them all in there because they probably spent a lot of money on a bulk of these analog parts. Mm-hmm. They're essentially the, the same fucking shit on the Joy-Cons. They have to get rid of them somehow. Right. So... So I've taken these apart because I've got the I've modded my switch to have the atomic purple. Mm-hmm. So I've taken them bitches apart and I've seen these boards before. And yeah. uh, I mean, yeah, I understand that if you bought a shit ton of these then yeah, let's off them. Let's get get rid of them. We got a new thing coming out, so we need to use it. But you have an underlying problem already with this. These these units should not have been used if you have. That's- Especially when you're facing down a class action lawsuit, and you're like, in like come you're on. in the news for it, so come on, like everyone knew that your your original Joy Cons were having these issues, and then you're just like, what if we put them in the Switch Lite? Then what? It becomes a larger problem because now you have a console that has no ability to detach its fucking Joy Con, yeah, because it's all one piece, and it's one week old. <laughs> it's one week old. Are you telling me that I have to now send off my fucking switch light to get fixed? I mean, and it's going to take me four weeks for you to fucking fix it. That's dumb. That's stupid. Now I'm not playing like super intensive games on there because right. I don't think anyone should be playing smash without a GameCube controller. So I don't right. know what the fuck the rest of y'all are doing, but the kid was just playing fucking breath of the wild and it was doing that shit. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's that's the thing. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, that's so goofy. It's so goofy. Like, now that, now it's, <clears throat> we've said it before. <clears throat> the Switch Lite was more for, we feel like, the casual gamers. Like, uh, well, not really so much casual, but they have even said that it's for more, like, it's directed more at younger kids and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. So, so, like we've said, like, you're not, younger kids are someone that's not as, you know, a hardcore gamer isn't going to know how to fix this. So they're just going to send it in and then takes forever. Or if you're lucky enough, if it happened in the first week, you could just go and take it back and get another Still, one. I mean, it's even if it wasn't, uh, even if it was a hardcore gamer, like not a whole lot of people know how to take that shit apart. Like hardcore I shouldn't gamer, have what does to. Mean? Yeah, that's, and that's what the ultimate problem is. No one should have to fucking do this. I gave you 200 of like my dollars. These, Issues like these should happen like six or seven years down the road. Yeah. After years of abuse. The thing but. is, this couldn't have not come up in uh, QA testing of the system. No. No. 
it it, it I, I don't know how it how it didn't and because they've had this issue before with their joy cons there's no way that this didn't happen and they didn't acknowledge it and they just said push yeah. it out anyway. someone said push it because out or someone acknowledged it and then they just kind of like acted like it didn't happen because they were trying they're trying they, you know what it is they're trying to revitalize the switch sales even though they're not bad sales but it's no. just the 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 nature of the beast it's it's this is capitalism oh you didn't sell a hundred million units. Yeah, we sold ninety five million tanks. though. <laughs> Your stock tanks. Fuck yeah. you. It's a commercial failure. <laughs> Just like what? Oh man. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I do what I want. Uh that's what the deal is. I will say that I much rather would have to deal with uh a little bit of switch uh drift than mold in my armor suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't do very good segues, but I felt like that was a pretty all right segue. It's fine. I don't even acknowledge the segue. I just get into the next article. So yeah, uh, the next kudos article. for you to, for trying. <laughs> uh, 20,000 Fallout 76 power armor helmets have been recalled due to mold exposure. Uh, so it was uh, concerns have raised that a wearable Fallout 76 helmet is breeding ground for mold bacteria, resulting in the recall of 20,000 units. As reported by DualShockers, a collectible model of Fallout's T-51B helmet sold set, uh, sold exclusively at GameStop is being recalled by the United States Consumer Product Safety Commission. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it has a polyester and co- cotton fabric inserts that apparently is a safe haven for bacteria to grow in. It's disgusting. It's disgusting, but the one good thing is, and correct me if I'm wrong on this because this is getting down in the, the articles and I was kind of just gleaming over them, but I think only 32 units actually got shipped out. Yes. So what this actually turns out, this is not a Bethesda issue. A lot of people were freaking out. This is a third party. This was, yeah. If this was the power armor that they got for the Fallout 76 pre-order or the special edition or whatever the fuck it is. Um, I don't know. Game's bad. Uh, No. That's not what we're reporting on this week. (laughs) Yeah. Surprisingly. Um, this is through, and I don't remember the name of the company, but it is through GameStop. Well, it's uh, one of the GameStop see. exclusive. Chronicle uh, Collectibles. That's the name of the company. Yeah, there you they go. made these things, and they were just like, look, we manufactured the helmet, and then GameStop took care of the distribution. So what it's looking like is GameStop, somewhere in its logistics and shipping, these helmets, I guess they were, I guess they're temperature effect, like. Something. Something having to do with with that, you know how shipping they goes. may have gotten they're wet. Not, yeah, they're not in the same yeah, it's, environment the entire time they're being shipped. Humidity is right. a bitch. So somehow through the shipping process, they got super fucking moldy. Someone and, caught it, and less than one percent got shipped. So that I would say that's a yeah. fucking win. <laughs> and the thing is, is that apparently this was getting reported all the way back in like July. Yeah, fairly like, early. That's when the that's when the the report came out. So why the fuck is this being reported on? I was in wondering. October, I was like, why? In early October. Is it a slow news week? Is that why we're talking about this in October? <laughs> like, I'm assuming, but I didn't think it was a slow news week. No, I didn't either. 
But apparently someone fucking did, and they just felt the need that they needed to shit on Fallout 76 just a little bit more, even though it's not their fucking problem. Well, I was going to say, I'm not going to... Ch- this, like we said, this is the one time that we won't chalk this up to Bethesda and Fallout 76. This is, this I mean, is just something... I mean, Fallout 76. Yes. But, yeah. This just happens to be a collectible helmet with a Fallout 76 aesthetic, so... Yep. Also, how many people are wearing these? There's some weirdo out There's, there. Well, okay, let me say this. It could they if it's wearable and it looks good, it could be used in a cosplay. Yeah. But if I were to if I was a huge Fallout fan, I wouldn't. Like I've got a Mega Man helmet that my head fa- barely fits in and I've worn it twice. <laughs> and I've had it So you've worn it. Yes. <laughs> so you've worn it. But it doesn't have a face mask, so Period. I so you've worn it. What's the next article? You would have caught you would have caught the E. coli, Corey. That, that's that's how you catch E. coli. I don't care. E. coli is from bad restaurants and food, moldy food. You dumbass. And salmonella. You would, you would you would have caught the E. coli. I got I got I got the AIDS, the herpes, the herpily the herpily derpily. What is that? Uh, the the gonorrhoeopsyphilitis. <laughs> that uh anyway um oh yeah we got one new more shit the coming from europe new shit coming from europe french court rules that steam's ban on reselling used games is contrary to european law yep um so this ruling is coming out of the high course of paris uh two days ago according to a report that french games site numera uh Numerama. Numerama. You got to get it right, too. Numerama. It's the tribu- Tribunal de Grande Instance de Paris. I speak American? Uh, you speak I'm gonna English? I'm going to skip that over. <laughs> I'm going to skip that over. Essentially, what it's coming down to is that we are purchasing a product, a full dollar product, yes. that we should have the right to resell if we don't want it anymore. Right. Valve is turning around and saying... No, we're a subscription service. I laughed so just... when I read that. <laughs> when, I, when I heard that, I was just like, "No, no, you're you're not." Do you know what that? I'm buying. I'm buying the full game. I'm not paying you month after month after month to continue to play the same game. It's not a subscription service. No, I am buying the license from you. I should have the right to sell back the license. If there if was I an so interview desire. where someone said that, uh, I doubt it. It's probably all in paperwork, but I would have loved to see someone be like, well, we're a subscription service. And just one person on the other be like, what? What? <laughs> Do you? It's the uh, it's the Princess Bride thing. It's like you keep using that word, but I don't think you know what it means. I don't think you know what it means. <laughs> I'm fine. Like, I, I kind of like the idea of, like, digitally being able to buy the game and then, like, hey, I don't want it anymore. So, this would put GameStop in my back eyes, in business. Well, yes. One, it could possibly put GameStop back in business some weird way. Um, two, this would also justify G2A to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah, it that's, would. That's the first thing that I thought about. Yeah. This would justify G2A. Like, hard. Because outside of like all the shady shit that GTA is known for, mm-hmm. this is this is exactly what their business model is based off. No, we don't understand their business model, Chris. It's so, too complex. I'm it's, sorry. It's a gray, I got ahead of it's myself. It's a gray area. We don't know what it's for. Fuck me, right? <laughs> Fuck, Fuck me, me right? <laughs> um, 
what this <laughs> the reason why Valve is coming out and be like, no, we don't fucking want this is because you're essentially saying we can take your money and you're now stuck with what you have. They're controlling the money and the product at the same time. Yeah. There's no secondhand market within Valve that allows people to trade or sell games to each other. So that's why I, I was surprised when we were able to play other games on other people's accounts. Which I guess that that was one way of them trying to get around it. I don't know. Um, but Valve has uh, promised that they will appeal this. Uh, I wonder how many times they will appeal this. Uh, it's it's really cool for Europeans. Yeah. I wish that shit would come over to the United States. Well, that's the thing, too. You said that this uh, that's the first thing you thought of. It would justify G2A. There, there would have to be something specific where it would have to be... I don't know, even then, too, how would you be able to do, like... Because I was thinking in my head, people that buy, like, tons of the codes, and then they yeah. would just try to do it. But you don't necessarily that either. Like, it could be, like, like everybody in the Megavisions crew buys the same game. And then we all yeah. want to get rid of it. And we sell it to someone like G2A. And they just... Yeah. yeah, so, like, that's... That becomes a... That actually becomes a weird gray area. Like, yeah. how the fuck is that going to happen? But I do like having the ability to... Sell quote unquote my digital code to my game if I wanted to or not doesn't mean that I'm actually gonna do it. Yeah, now that I think about it, like even though I've got all this trashy shovelware that I get from like Fanatical yeah. and Green Man Gaming with all their and Humble Bundle with all their like buy the RPG bundle for five dollars. Here's seventy games. I only want two, but. <laughs> And like you're going through them, I'm just like, oh, cool. Like you're, you're like trash, trash, porn game, trash, trash. Oh, I got Knights of the Republic. There you go. Knights of the Old Republic. There you go. <laughs> I I five dollars well spent. Yeah. So what's uh, I, that's the thing? I feel like what's I are we on the both sides of the fence on this? Like we want to be able to have control of our games, but we also don't want shitty companies like G2A to profit. I think <laughs> that if G2A were to start getting codes legit legitimate sale transactions it's I different. think that that would be a valuable thing okay. um there there I, I I can't pull anything out of my ass I'm just I'm just no, saying, I, I, I see where I'm you're going sure instead of stolen keys <laughs> what I'm what I'm saying is that I am I am sure that there are companies out there that establish themselves in a gray market that eventually brought themselves to light the right side. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I can see that too. So like we buy the game. Let's and even in, with an indie developer, let's let's take Shovel Knight. We both buy the sure. game. We play the game. We play it for a while. We like it. We're like, "Okay, well, I want to get a little bit of money back on this." You know, I mm -hmm. bought I've bought four physical versions already. So, yeah. Uh, we go to sell it. They still got their money. So the indie developers still got their money, right? Off yep. the initial initial purchase, so it's and okay. And then it goes back to the entire like GameStop model because I remember 10 years ago plus um, when I was working at Rosetta Stone, my manager was also a big-time gamer. He, like, hated GameStop. He despised GameStop. And it was just like the developer doesn't make any money off of the, uh, the used game. And I'm just like... Well, so the fuck what? They got their money the they first time. They already bought it. Doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah, someone already bought it in the beginning. Like, they still get their money. But it's just like, no, the developers should be able to get All their, of it. their money off of every single transaction. I'm just like, I don't necessarily think that that's 
100% true because you've already bought it wholesale. They've already made their money off of that. If Steam gets a secondhand key, they can go ahead and just sell it to somebody else. Like I, I don't I don't see the the net loss in that. Yeah, you might take a little bit of a hit. So instead of every transaction you're receiving your $60, mm-hmm. you're probably going to take an average of maybe like $45. But because you can't re- you can't repackage a license. It's just a license yeah. every single time. Yeah. So you can essentially sell the license for another $60. And nothing happens. Yeah, it's not like, oh, this game's open, so now it's used. Yeah, like it's, I don't know, maybe I'm thinking of the system incorrectly, but... We don't know what the fuck I don't think that about. it's a bad idea to allow people to resell their licenses. I don't either. I don't. But the thing is, so. it's not going to happen with us, because we're hoarders when it comes to games. <laughs> I mean, like, us specifically. I hope yes. it comes to the U.S. I think it would be yeah. a benefit. But yeah. Whatever. Uh... Let's go on to the next one. So, uh, Rumors says uh, Sony has a huge surprise in store for the PS5 at launch. The next-gen okay. PlayStation and Xbox cons- consoles should arrive in the... Uh, whatever. Uh, basically, it's been... Com- it came out uh, from a reliable source. It says uh, journalist Zenji Nishikawa said on YouTube... Such a cool name. That is pretty good name. <laughs> uh, said on YouTube uh, that the PS5... An anime protagonist. Totally. That's Zenji. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, it's like Kira from uh, yeah. from uh, JoJo Part 4. Uh, anyway, uh, Zenji Nishikawa said on YouTube that the PS5 will come in a regular and a pro model. The PS5 Pro will cost anywhere from $100 to $150 more than the base model, which is fairly normal. Uh, he said without revealing any specifics about the device. Uh, he's very credible. Because he basically he said everything about the Nintendo Switch Lite before it was made an official, and he was right about everything that he said. So it's coming from a good source. Uh, the only thing is, though, it's I mean the the article that we're reading still talks about all the spe- specifications that we talked about on previous podcasts that the PS5. Yeah, sure. They're just they're just they're just trying to pad the article. Yeah, but the important thing is they're going to release both of them instead of waiting try- to release another one. I think that's a mistake. Oh, 100%. I think that's a big mistake. Here's our regular model, but here's this one. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this is a bad. Um, Why would I'm you not do a this? big fan of, you know, 4.5 or 0.5 console updates. Yeah. Um, I do like my PlayStation I, Pro because it's faster, which in the long run saves me time. Yes. Which I'm fine with. But, uh, but like the Switch Lite, like... I'm never going to buy one of those. Yeah. Like I need it because there's more people in my house that play yeah. fucking video games. True. Um, but as far as this is concerned, this I is think goofy. this is a mistake. This is, this is the reason why Xbox or Microsoft is not coming out with two different models anymore. They're only doing the one base model. I just don't understand. Why would you make two models when you could put all that man hour and all that work into the model? At least so soon. I think what they're trying to capitalize on, they're trying not to lose the lead that they had when the PS4 came out. And they're trying to make it more affordable because people are saying there is no doubt, you know, PS5 is probably going to be a $600 console. Yeah. 
people have no doubt in their mind about that. I don't. I don't have a doubt in my mind. This is this is going to be an expensive console. I think what Sony might end up doing is they have a PS5 that will do 1080p and maybe upscale to 4K, and then they'll have another model that will upscale 8K. to 8K, which I don't know why that's fucking necessary now. Um, but for them to like, I don't know, man. No, what you're supposed benefits? to know. You're the part of the podcast that knows everything. <laughs> I say I don't I, know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know that. I'm just like, I can't wrap my head around why someone would do this. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand why they would go ahead and make this decision because you are turning around and saying, here is a weaker version that is going to play your game shittier. Yeah. That's going to have slower load times, which... Granted, the PS5 has really fast load times anyway, like 20 times faster than the PS4. Yeah, but the thing it's is... It's a legitimate jump. The PlayStation 4, I own both models because I bought okay. the first model because it was the only PS4 that I could buy. Right. And then the next model came out, and I was like, I got a little extra money. I want another one. We need another, like, the the other the older one is in the living room. Also, the reason mm-hmm. I even bought a second one was because my original one died. I had to replace the power supply on it. Yeah. And I also had to mod it because there was a fault in the original PlayStation 4s that the heat sink didn't sit tight enough onto the heat displacer. Like, onto oh. it. And it wouldn't distribute the heat, and it would shut itself off. I actually had to buy some silicone, like, uh, uh, washers and mm-hmm. unscrew the plate that pushed the heat sink down and actually put those washers on it and screw it down tighter so that it would put more pressure on it. Wow. Yeah. So that's why I bought a PlayStation 4 Pro because I it yeah, took me I, a I year to fix that. that. So, but this I is goofy. Do not blame me on that. This is goofy. It I don't understand the concept because Microsoft already saw the error in their ways when they were planning on coming out with the Anaconda and the original Scarlet and then just No, we're just coming out with the the high-end model. Yeah. Flat. I think I think Microsoft could be a sleeper that might take the next generation. I'm not saying sleeper. They're like one of the big ones. But, you know, PlayStation 4 has, let's be honest, dominated this gen. Correct. And uh, I don't know. Maybe them being on their high horse about it might knock them down. And maybe Microsoft might take Because what is it? Uh, Phil Spencer is, it, is in charge of the Microsoft team again now. And he's been doing a lot of good things over the last few months. And... He has, but I'm still not completely convinced that Microsoft has the guns to take on PlayStation. Yeah. Or take on Sony. Um, they, yeah, sure. They may have bought out all these different uh, developers, but until the games come out, yeah, that doesn't mean anything. Because I still remember the Wii U. The Wii U, <laughs> they had. I think it was like 40 or 50 different developers that promised to make a game games for them. Yeah. Less than half of them came out with something. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, but as far as this, I don't think that this is a good idea because what you're going to end up having is you're going to have the, the ignorant parent show up, say, I want a PS five and they're going to be like, okay, well you do you want the base model PS five or you want the big boy PS five? Nobody wants the base model PS5. Nobody wants the Nobody. base model anything when there's a better version available. Nobody. No. And they're just going to be like, well, my son doesn't need the pro gamer version. 
He's a casual little shit that goes to soccer practice. Let me get the let me get that one. Get they're not gonna know what the fuck casual means. And then when they make their own money, they're gonna turn around and make they'll they'll get the big boy PS. They'll, I don't. I they're don't gonna know. get made it's fun stupid. of because they have the base, the base model. Sure. PS Five is gonna push bullying even more. <laughs> All right, let's get to the main story. I've been wanting to talk about this School the entire fights. time. Okay. Fucking Billy Mitchell every goddamn week, man. <laughs> It's been two. This is the second week. This is our new. This is our new segment. <laughs> a day in the life of Billy Mitchell. Yep. Um. Apollo Legend came out with a new video. Uh, it was so him. weird that he came out with a new video right after we talked about and that I, video. I, I can't believe that he is like going direct shots for this guy because if you don't know the history, Apollo Legend was sued by Billy Mitchell because of he said his, something bad about him. Yeah, he did like a 20-minute video explaining why his Donkey Kong record was fucking fake. The King, and that the king, king of Kong. The King of Kong was literally a King of Kong. Yep. This new video is now talking about his Pac-Man uh, records. Yep. Uh, apparently, like way back in the day, there was you know a very select few of people who played the quote-unquote perfect game. Perfect game is pretty much getting all of the the stupid little dots, killing all the ghosts at least one time around, getting all the fruit, and you do that 255 times. And by the time that you get to stage 256, because of the way that the, I guess, the architecture in the game is built, it cannot generate level 256, and half of the stage is glitched out. And then you go over to the right, and that's where there's nine dots that you can get. And you can keep getting them to get to the score where it's a perfect score. Correct. So, and the, the name, so, I'm sorry, not to cut you off, but the name of those people are uh, Bill Bastable. And uh, he was officially okay. the first one to have the uh, perfect game. Perfect. Uh, mm-hmm. And then there was Rick Fothergill. He got it right okay. before, or he did it before Billy's uh, alleged run. Well, Billy, I think, is the last person to actually do it. Because he, he accomplished like 1999. it in 99 or 2000. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's the last person to do it. And he took the longest to do it as well. He, like everyone else, there was one guy that did it in like three hours and 47 minutes. The timing is not really important. I mean, the timing is. is important. Yeah. Because everyone else has like, you know, they did it in X minute, X hours, X minutes, X seconds. X seconds. Yep. Billy Mitchell did it in a flat. Five hours and 30 seconds. Don't believe it at all. Flat. Don't believe it. What has come out from this documentary, I guess you could say, or this video, is that Billy Mitchell had taken a 15 or 30 minute break. It was a 30 minute break. Which was a 30 minute break when he was playing Pac Man trying to get the quote unquote perfect score. Um, which is illegal in the it's illegal in the tournament's rules, but nobody was saying anything. And the reason why no one's saying anything is because of the relationship that Billy Mitchell had with the owner of Twin Galaxies. And then they go really deep into the family dynamic or lack thereof in like Billy Mitchell's life and how TG's owner like took Billy Mitchell under his wing. What it came down to is that Billy Mitchell was incredibly marketable. Yep. Compared to the other guys that have also made, you know, the perfect score or whatever, Billy Mitchell was like the face. He was the baby face. He was the one they they went to Namco and they made Billy Mitchell like uh player gamer of the, of the century. Yeah, player of the century. Like, like 
giving him all sorts of accolades and pretty much boosting up the reputation that Twin Galaxies had. Yep. And they were simultaneously benefiting off of each other. But the problem was is that a lot of these uh, accomplishments are false. Again, we already saw it with uh, King of Kong yep. or Donkey Kong, and now we're seeing it with Pac-Man. And they they go really in-depth into what happened. And apparently there's accusations of splicing yep. taking place during the actual recording. So it was Billy's tapes, and then there was someone else's tapes that were involved when they were submitting the the scores into Twin Galaxies. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, the 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 owner that basically the right hand man with Billy, his name is Walter. Uh, yeah, I, I don't feel like we in in the pockets we should really go into like the the religion stuff and all that stuff. Yeah, no, I'm not. And I'm not doing Billy's that. personal life, and it just. The only thing we will say about the personal life that I feel like it has created someone that just doesn't like to be made fun of. Yeah. Or be called out. So then he starts throwing money or like throwing me like, well, I'm going to sue you or all this other stuff. He tries he tries to act like a mafia member, but he's not a mafia member. <laughs> what it what it really looks like is that you have this individual that comes from. I'm not going to say a broken home, no. but he comes from a family dynamic that is not in his favor, more or less. No. He's got other siblings who are more successful than he is, yeah. and he found his shtick where he is accepted and he is valued and he is highly valued. And because maybe he doesn't want to go back to being a nobody, he is incredibly defensive of that, and he's built this persona off of these this facade yeah. more or less like there are many no other one... people that w did things like had better scores than or got the scores quicker and did it earlier than him but they were not like you said earlier they were not marketable yeah it's that's sickening back in the day when this when uh when this guy bill blastable when he got the first perfect game i think it was like 9 years later Billy Mitchell got it, and they turn around and just like he's the first person to do it, and they had like a billboards and newspapers yeah. and all that shit, and they were just, just left this dude off hanging. Like, nah, bitch, yeah. I was the one who it was did like it. Ten years, he did nobody it in the eighties. Listen, he did it in like yeah. eighty eight, eighty nine, and Billy did it like ten years later. So there's that going on now. Um, I don't know how much of an impact this is going to have on his current lawsuit against Twin Galaxies and Guinness World Records. Um, but fuck Billy Mitchell. Fuck Billy he Mitchell. He just has a very punchable face, too. Fuck Billy Mitchell. Like, I don't know. I'd be afraid of my face getting lost in his beard. Like, I know it's not a large beard, but I do feel like there is this empty void within him, within inside <laughs> of himself. It's, it's grown too just, perfectly. It wouldn't go anywhere. And, like, all of his, like, professional photos takes really good shots of him. And I've seen some unflattering angles of him. And like, that is yeah, – that that's a skinny, fat man. Yeah. That is a skinny, fat man. That it, yeah. Life has not been kind well, to him. Well, let's not, let's not overlook the fact either that in this video there's, like, a good – I mean, I think the last 10 minutes of the video is just the full – one of the – like, almost the full interview with Dwayne, Dwayne Richard – who used to work yeah. with uh, Twin Galaxies and worked very close to Billy and very close to Walter. And 
he has mm. firsthand accounts of like the manipulating how manipulative they were and like basically how like if you weren't in their circle or if you didn't do what they they were gonna fake everything to make it look like they were the best and it's just like that is just amazing like to think yeah that is crazy. I would love, like, I want to see, like, we have the King of Kong. I want to see a legit, like, King of Khan documentary. But we probably... Like, going into the... Yeah. The fault I wish someone of... would give... Was it Apollo Legend? I wish someone would give him the money to be able to make a full-fledged documentary about all... I mean, he's basically doing it. He has two 15 to 20-minute videos, so... I mean, he's been going after Twin Galaxies for the last two, three years, between not Todd Howard, I forget what the other motherfuckers get named. They is, said but like it. the other referee, the one about drag. And, he played. He he yeah. He played dragster and yeah. a, a few other games. Uh, I, I don't know. It Billy Mitchell is his own worst enemy. Yes, because Todd gave up. Yeah. Todd was just like he may have not admitted anything, but he gave up. He yeah. was just like he got out of the spotlight. But this man <laughs> is like grasping for. For strings of nothing. Well, I think he's like um, he has symptoms of megalomania. He has to be in the spotlight, whether it be good or whether it be bad. He has to yeah. be relevant. He could have all the money in the world, but he would not feel like he is living unless he was being talked about. Yeah, like he has. It's that ego. His head is I so huge. Found out. Yeah. He, well, no, his head is big. Just, just <laughs> on on its own. Uh, I actually found out what what he does like for a day job. He runs restaurants. Oh, all right. Yeah. Does he run them or does he own them? He owns them. There's a difference. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I get so as the way you said. God, there's a picture of him right now. Yeah, he's, there's some very unflattering pictures. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he looks like someone that would own restaurants and not actually run them. So. I could say that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I hope this keeps going. Maybe he'll get another video out next week. <laughs> <laughs> like, what else can you find out about this 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 dude? I don't know. Um, I know at one point because I think at the end of the document, I've never watched the King of Kong in its entirety, but I think at the end of it, he talks about how he's working on his centipede uh, world record, and I don't know where that shit ever went. Yeah, neither do I. I think I think that it did go somewhere, and those scores did eventually get taken down at the same time as the uh, Donkey Kong uh, scores. I hope I, I I'd have to rewatch um, King of Kong. Yeah, Kong. <laughs> no, Con. Con. I think they talked about it in Kong. Oh, did they? Okay. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I uh, I hope his codes for the sake of all these other players. Like, I really feel bad. I just clicked off the video, but. The, the guy that was going to be the King of Kong, how he got robbed out of it. Yeah. Like, I feel... And it was all, it was all for, like, TV drama sake. Yeah. It was all for the movie because he wasn't marketable. He, did, he didn't have, quote-unquote, the charisma that Billy Mitchell had and all that shit. It, I, yeah. Those, out of all of this, those are the people I feel bad for, the people that got overshadowed. And hopefully time will tell. Hopefully they get the recognition they deserve, so... Yep. All right, so the next segment we're going to be talking about because we totally fucking forgot it last week. <laughs> yeah, we apologize so, like, for like a few weeks in a row. We were just like, we had questions. Th- fuck questions. Well, we didn't have any, so <laughs> well, we didn't ask any either. That's true, but we got one. Uh, we got a couple. 
So we'll start off from last week. We actually got a few. We Holy did. Shit. Uh, let's get the one that we missed from last week from Scotty Moe, our buddy Scotty. Uh, he said, it's Halloween time. We have our list of movies that we watch, but I'm getting a list of games together, starting with Alan Wake and, and Until Dawn, since Rachel has not played either. That's his girlfriend. You guys have any traditions to play any spoopy games? If not, why? Or if not, why not? So... I don't have like traditions of spooky games. Neither do I. We usually play a horror game during Halloween. Yeah. But it's not a specific horror game. Well, my thing every year was I would watch The Shitstorm from uh Super Best Friends because they played 30 days of horror games every year. I think for wow. f- 6 years. Wow. Yeah, this is the first year. My buddy texted me the other day. He goes, by the way, this is the first shitstormless year. And I was like, oh, man, it is. So, like, we won't have that this year. Because, I mean, let's be honest. Some of those games were garbo. But there are some of them that, like, legitimately scared Pat and Matt. They were just like, holy shit. But as for me personally playing a horror game, I mean, I play Castlevania every year. So maybe, I mean, that's not even really a horror game. It just has horror aesthetics. I mean, I guess it, it could count. I mean, yeah, it's got Frankenstein. It's got the old school stuff. Yeah. But. If I were to start a tradition, I would probably honestly start with Amnesia. That's yeah. honestly Amnesia or Eternal Darkness. Um, those are my two favorite horror games. I think I would do the remake of Resident Evil 2. Because I was watching playthroughs of that when it first came out, and that shit scared me at some parts. Like, And okay. it's very gru- like gruesome. They did a really good job in this yeah. one. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And not even like with zombies. It's just like, oh, I turned a quarter. There's Mr. Whatever. What is it? Mr. Hand? Or what's what's his name? Mr. M. X? No, that's, that's the mod that people do where they make it... Uh, DMX from X. Whenever it shows up, X gonna give really? it to. You. Yeah, there's a mod on the PC version where you'll just hear like, uh, like Rough Riders here playing in the background, and then like it starts getting louder and louder, and then it's uh Mister. They they dubbed him Mister X. No, it's it's is it's Mister X. Well, then they've dubbed. Well, I'm sorry, but they there is a mod where you'll just hear like like in the background. <laughs> Okay. I love, like, that's like the Macho Man, Randy Savage mod in Skyrim. (laughs) You just hear, oh, yeah. 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 (laughs) And he looks terrifying when he lands, because I thought it was just going to be the dragon. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, (laughs) I mean, let's, okay, so if we, let's, let's just for a minute act like the Mega, all the Mega Visions crew lived, like, within a block radius of each other. And, uh. That'd be convenient. Right. Uh, that would be that would be a part where we could do a tradition every year, like play like Zombie Ate My Neighbors or something like that. But like, yeah, I never I've never had just a tra- like like I said, the movies are my traditions. So uh, the next one we got we got from H two O. What is your opinions on Throne of Eldraine on a flavor uh, perspective? Throne of Eldraine is the new Magic the Gathering set that's coming out. I really like it. I didn't in the beginning, but now I do. I really like it. Like, flavor-wise, I felt that magic, standard magic, was getting really, really boring. I was tired of the series. Because <laughs> they were focusing so heavily on uh, the Gatewatch. Yep. 
Like I now understand why people get sick of the fucking gate watch. Yeah. Because it's no matter. It's like this. You have like these really interesting worlds. You have, you know, Dominaria, you have Ixalan. You can have any worlds. (laughs) Yeah. But at the end of the day, it all came down to what the fucking gate watch was doing. And half the cards had members of the fucking Gatewatch on them. For audio listeners. That's what was really annoying. For audio listeners that don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the new Magic the Gathering set that's coming out. And that trailer, did you watch the trailer for Throne of Eldraine? No, I did not. You should watch that after this podcast because it's very, very fucking good. Because it's very Shrek. Really? Yes. It, okay. It's very Shrek. And like Grook shows up. So you do know, so spoilers, by the way, these cards are sh- like have all been revealed. Uh, Garuk gets cured. Yeah. He gets cured from the Well of Eternities, which is that like 12 drop artifact. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he gets cured. And he, there's even another card showing him getting cured. And uh, that's awesome. it's like the gift of the wild speaker or something like that. So mm-hmm. His card's fucking good. Have you seen that black green uh, uh, Garuk? Uh, I don't know. The uh, the CMC cost, but I'm pretty sure the plus two ability. Look it up while I'm talking. Uh, the plus two ability is make two 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 wolves that have when this creature dies, put a loyalty counter on another Garrick planeswalker. No, that's not what it says. Okay, what does it say? It says create a 2-2 black and green wolf creature. When this creature dies, put a loyalty counter on each Garouk okay, you control. Okay, and, and that's a plus two, right? That's that's a zero. That's a zero, yeah. What's the CMC on it? Uh, six. Six. But still, I like a card that when it comes out, it creates it creates a defender for itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, not only is it just a 2-2 defender or a 2-2 a creature it has a fucking good ability that when it dies and then what's the what's the next uh ability uh destroy target creature and then draw a card so it's got card advantage and it also blows shit up on the board and then finally it's ultimate which is eh. yeah you get an emblem with cre- that says creatures you control get plus three plus three and have trample that's pretty strong that's a good card and uh from the last not a lot of things if i'm if i remember correctly not a lot of things from golgari are rotating out uh with it i think you you're gonna be losing like uh what's the four drop exile target creature planeswalker gain two life it's the vraska one that one's from ixalan oh vraxa's content yeah that's going away. that one's going away but there's a lot of other stuff that are that's staying i don't know i th- did Golgari is probably going to be good colors uh, this time around. A lot of people, I'm seeing like a lot of um, Simic Flash, like pre uh, preview decks, like yeah. from them brewing. Yeah, black green and I believe black white. Like knights are going to be big. Tribal knights mm-hmm. are going to be big in standard. Yeah, huge. Um, murderous knight, green or murderous is rider going is to be really good. good. Sim- yeah. Simic Flash is super fucking good right now. Yeah. Because it has that one so, flash. What is it? It's a flash 4-4. Four, four, uh, or it's, I think it's a 4-drop flash wolf that if you didn't cast any spells this or if nobody casts a spell this turn, you get a wolf. Yeah, yeah. it's dumb. It's real dumb. And then there's that new flash fairy that's uh, like a 3-drop three 3-1 three that you get to like 
I don't know. I'd have to look it up. But flavor-wise, I like a lot of this stuff. I like a lot of the cards. I like the adventuring stuff that's going on. I didn't think I was going to. But this set looks really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm enjoying. Yeah. Flavor-wise, I really enjoy it. So, uh, Let's see. Our next one. Uh, if you can personally identify yourself as a member of the Overwatch cast, who would it be and why? I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to go with Roadhog. Because <laughs> Roadhog is fucking awesome. I like Roadhog. And I like I really like Roadhog and I really like Reinhardt. I just like the nobleness of Reinhardt and also he's a little crazy. But Roadhog is just like, I mean, he's a one-man apocalypse, so fuck it. Yeah. I also, I, can... I met the voice actor for him and he was really cool. Why? Did they get rid of him? No, no, I met him at a convention. I just Oh, you met him. I, I, happened, th- I thought you said you missed no, him. No, I happened to walk by a booth, and there he was. And I was like, oh, shit. And uh, he had the pop. That's one of the pop finals that I actually like because Roadhog just has black eyes. And it's one of the bigger that's ones, cool. and he signed it for me. And uh, I had a top knot back then, like I had a ponytail. And he was like, oh, yeah, let's take a picture together. And I was like, you're kind of cool, dude. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Uh, I would either pick Soldier 76. He's really good. Or He's the Punisher. Or I would go with Reinhardt as well. Soldier 76 is just the Punisher. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I, I don't really have, like, a reason reason. I just think that if I were to be put into a game similar to that, um, I, I would end up being, like, the running gun machine gunner. Yeah, I'm not gonna say Reaper because I don't. I don't. I, You're I not don't that big of an edge lord. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not that deep into the edge. Um, I, I I would say Soldier seventy six or Reinhard. I can see myself filling either one of those roles. As far as lore is concerned, I don't fucking know. Yeah, because I don't follow the comic. I don't either. But th- those are just characters. That, I mean, those are basically like uh, Reinhardt, Roadhog, Soldier seventy six. Uh, those were base uh, Junkrat. Those were my mains whenever I did play. I really like Junkrat. So, so literal white trash. That's what you like. There's only two that are white trash. <laughs> They're not white I mean, trash. You pick two out That's of the three. Mad Max apocalyptic motherfucker. There's a difference. <laughs> and what color are all the people in Mad Max? They're not all white, Chris. That's racist of you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't appreciate it. <laughs> They're Australian, uh, first never, of all. <laughs> I've never seen Mad Max, either one of them. Ooh, so should, I just uh, like threw my line out there and like, what am I going to catch? You should really watch Fury Road. That's the one that has Tom Hardy in it. I heard it's really it's, good. It's one long it's car chase. Okay. It's a two hour long car race or car chase. Nice. Uh, let's see what we got. This one's a long one that we have from Scotty. Uh, have you kept up with the Death Stranding news? I am severely less interested now with all the micromanagement exposed. Is this becoming an example of why no one has agreed to give Kojima complete freedom prior? Or are you still interested in, in the game? That's the first part of the question. So let's answer that first. Okay. So, um, mildly, I'm trying to go into Death Stranding with as little information as I can. However, I have kept up with some of the news that, you know, there's a large level of micromanagement coming out from Death Stranding. Right. That is how Kojima operates. Um, If you were not aware, 
um, if going back into the early 2010s when the Fox engine was being developed, uh, Kojima, he, he is a man with a huge vision and he is also a man that expects a ex like an endless supply of money more or less. Yeah. Like he, he is like, he's known to be like the movie guy of the games industry. Yeah. That's that he's he's the mysteriously he's the mysterious guy like nobody really understands him. He's very quirky and his games have, you know, these hidden messages and shit like that. And a lot of his um, inspirations come from film. Uh, It's just it's very weird. And because he had like this rock star status for making Metal Gear, um he just expected that he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. That's just his vision. That's how he does things. Um, no, I am not less interested in the game because of the micromanagement. That is how Kojima has always operated. Um, is this becoming an example of why no one has agreed to give Kojima f- complete freedom prior? Um, no, that's not true. Yeah. They have yeah. given Kojima f- complete freedom. There was a lot of drama that took place during the development of Metal Gear Solid 5. Yeah. There was a lot of politics involved with Metal Gear Solid 5. There's a lot of videos that you can look up to. Um, I can actually point you into the direction of one of them because I just recently watched one. Okay. Um, while, you're, while you're pulling that up, let's start with the next part of the question, too. Uh, on, sure. on that same note, what creative mind would you want to give total freedom to to create whatever they want? Scotty's would obviously be Yuji Naka. Uh, what what's your go to? Okay, never mind. Sorry, he asked a bunch of questions, but that's the next one on this. So, what creative mind would you want to give total freedom to? That's a hard to question. make whatever they want. That's a really hard. I question. would say Dan Aykroyd, but they already did that, and he made fucking nothing but trouble. You should look up the trailer to Nothing But Trouble. That's a fucking insane movie. <laughs> um, I don't know a lot of developers just by like them their name. I mean, I would say Platinum, but I feel like Platinum has gotten to do basically whatever they wanted on multiple games before. Yeah, it's it's weird because the people that I'm coming up with are the people who already make those games, yeah. you know what I mean? So, like, I've played an AGL Numa game. Mm-hmm. I've played a, you know, Hideo Kojima game. Right. I played a Shigeru Miyamoto game. Yeah. I played a Yuji Naka game. Those are the people that I think of that I want them to have full-on creative freedom to do whatever the fuck they want. I can't think of anyone new. And that's the other half, that's the other half of, like, the the sword. Because when it comes to indie developers, they do whatever the fuck they want anyway. Yeah. So so if we're talking about someone who had like an endless budget to just make anything, I don't really have a good answer for you. I mean, I, mean, I guess I would say... We're really bad at this. <laughs> Because I can't think of one I, I, I think that I have a valid statement on that. No, 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 like, no. no. Everything yeah, your, that your statement's seen, valid, yeah. Everything I see, I guess I would say, 
whoever was the director or the producer for the original Xenoblade Chronicles, I would like to see what he would do unhinged because while that game is amazing and fantastic, it was held back by the Wii. I want to see what, what more he could have possibly done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Who were the creators for that scale bound game? Or who the the ones that were going to be making that? I just wanted to see that game come to light. Kamiya. Oh yeah, Kamiya. Yep. I just want to see that game. Like I don't, I don't know what his Hideki Kamiya, Resident Evil Two, Devil May Cry, Beautiful Joe, Okami, Bayonetta, One Hundred, uh, The Wonderful One Hundred One. Again, that's another example of someone who's just like, yeah, just just do your thing, yeah. man. Wonderful One Hundred One is literally someone being like, hey, here you go. So, I don't know. Uh, let's say, so you're, you're more on the game side. You know more about them. I know more about movies and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. let's see someone in the movie world. I would just see, want to make whatever they would want. <sighs> I don't know. That's crazy. I, I have somebody. All right. What is it? And I'm trying to remember what his fucking name was. Peter Jackson. I would like to see Peter Jackson, and I don't know if he's already done it. I would like to see Peter Jackson do something that is like completely original, not based on, uh, <laughs> not based on, you know, an, an adaptation of something else. You should watch because, a movie, like, one of his first movies called Brain Dead. It's his. Yeah. So that was one of his first movies he ever created, and it is a when he was doing like his splatter house or. A, uh, slasher oh, film. Oh, it thing? is a zombie movie, and it is Splatterhouse. Okay. Is it good or bad? It's so I like bad horror movies. That's the thing. Like, okay, but the thing is, like, there's some really good parts in it. There's a guy where he just goes through a horde of zombies with a lawnmower. Like, what? yeah, like he picks, <laughs> he picks. Oh yeah, no, that movie's great. Let me rephrase what I just said. That movie's great because I okay. forgot about the kung fu priests. Where he jumps up and says, I kick, yeah, he jumps up and says, I kick ass for the Lord. And then starts, <laughs> he starts <laughs> kicking ass. Yeah, yeah. I, I can agree with you on that one. I want to see more. I want to see Brain Dead 2. <laughs> okay, sure. Oh, man, that was great. Uh, anyway, I got that, uh, I got that video that kind of like goes into everything that was going on with uh, Hideo Kojima during Metal Gear Solid okay. 5. It's called PT's Hidden Meeting. Okay. Um, it's made by the great debate uh it's found on youtube it's a 30 minute video and what it's what it talks about is like the hidden meanings and the the correlation between uh, um, hideo's departure Uh from konami and coming out with the silent hills trailer okay because apparently that trailer was never supposed to be come out to public. Ah, you should throw that in yeah. the gaming channel and tag Scotty in Discord for it. I'll I'll do that yeah. right now. Uh, while you're doing that, we have another question for Mr. Scotty. Uh, what's your go-to gaming snacks? Mine is pretzel, so the controllers don't get messy. I am not a snacker. I do not snack when I game. Not even like beef um, jerky or anything like that. A lot of it has to do with my diet. I try to strictly follow my diet. Okay. What what did it used um, to be? So even then, like I I would go and make myself a meal 
before I would but go and snack snap. somebody. I, I never really – I don't like chips all that much. Yeah. Like every now and then I'll get like a bag of Doritos or yeah. you know some pretzels and shit like that. But that is not really my thing. I, I would get like a f- piece of fruit or cheese or – eat a fucking tub of ice cream before I'll <laughs> sit down and play video games at the same time that I'm eating. My, uh, I don't really snack while I'm playing anymore. Uh, I do. You Like, if I want a meal, I'll go make a meal or something like that. But what I used to do, especially when I played World of Warcraft, uh, just any chips. Like, I just eat any chips. Mountain Dews. Like, there was a time where I bought... Uh, so there was a time in World of Warcraft, I can't remember what expansion. It might have been just uh, Wrath of Lich King. But when it came out, they came out with two versions of Mountain Dew. There was the Horde version and the Alliance version. And I bought two 12-packs each of those. And I drank all mm-hmm. of them in four days. And so that's I, I drank four 12-packs in four days. And I thought my kidneys were shutting down. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't die. Yeah, I was also like 19 years old, so... Don't recommend doing that. Uh, for a while there, it used to be white cheddar popcorn. Like, you could buy that big black bag from Walmart. I like that. And I would get... The Cheez-Its ones are really yeah, good. Yeah, Cheez-Its were a thing for a long time. White cheddar Cheez-Its, I would just eat those. Mm-hmm. And I always got around, like, the dirty fingers by basically just picking up the box and shaking them into my mouth. <laughs> I'll say that it's not gaming, but, like, my go-to snack when I was in the Marine Corps... There is these things called cherry sours. Yeah. They're like these little yeah. balls. Yep. I eat those like crack and also Takis. Takis like are Takis. fucking dope, man. Uh, recently, Takis this is something I will snack on. I'm really big into craisins right now. So okay. I usually get the ones with 50% less sugar, but I will sit here. They still have a lot of carbs in them. But because we're old and we eat the old people's Dude, snacks. I have always loved cranberries, man. I also like one of my favorite candies is Raisinets, which are the raisins with chocolate around them. Yeah, Fuck you. I love I those know. things, man. Uh, that's it that we got from Scotty. Our buddy Bant Charm, he's uh, one of the big Magic players that's in our Discord. He said, who is your favorite Magic player and why is it me? He directed that at me. But let's change that question. Who is your favorite Magic player? Reed Duke. I was about to say Reed Duke, too. But yeah, that's 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 really because he's a Jun boy. <laughs> yep, that's because he's a Jun boy. Yep. Uh, I actually also like, and I forget her name. Um, fuck, it's the one. So remember that controversy when they just took three people out yeah. from like the contenders list yep. and put them in the Magic Pro Tour. The one that's like successful. I think her name is Autumn. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. She's really good. Uh, I really like uh, Ross Miriam and I like Todd Anderson. They're the ones that uh, Todd Anderson. They both. I think Todd Anderson left versus live with uh, SCG. Uh, not Corey Bowmeister. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not a huge fan of Corey Bowmeister, but I do like Ross Miriam. He's he's goofy. Did he was the one you should have saw? I think I don't know if I linked it, but uh, a couple weeks ago, when right after the Hogak ban, uh, he was playing mm-hmm. Valakut in uh, an SCG. Uh, big tournament. I think it was an open. And uh, Valakut's pretty good now because they have that one card. It's called Land of the Dead, I think, or something like that, or Desert of the mm-hmm. Dead. And if you control sure. five or I think it's five or maybe seven different named lands, that anytime a land comes into play, you get a two-two zombie. So with Valakut okay. with Scapeshift, you're just like 
the way lands come in, they all see each other at the same time. So, like, if you scapeshift for seven, you go and grab, and one of those is that land of the dead. I think this is how it works. But they all see each other. So, you get seven triggers of two two zombies. Yeah. <laughs> That's how Valakut works. So, like, if you have five mountains... And then Valakut, they all like see each other, so that's how you're able. That's how you win with Valakut. Yeah, Valakut. Okay. Valakut's getting to the point where it can win with Primeval Titan just hitting you in the face and getting lands that way. It can win with Scape Shift, and now it can win with uh, just gumming up the board with zombies. So, but I bring that up okay. because there was a point where there's a point in one of the one of the matches. I think it was semifinals or. No, it might have been the one before semifinals. But Ross Miriam went to Summoner's Pact, a uh, Reclamation Sage, to blow up a Blood Moon. And he's looking through. And he goes, okay, maybe I skip it. And he looks through and he goes, and he grabs his sideboard. And he looks and he just goes, oh. <laughs> he's like, I forgot to side that in. <laughs> so, so he went and grabbed, I mean, he ended up winning, but still, like. <laughs> so he just was like, all right, I guess I'll go get something else. <laughs> nice. That has become a really good clip on the internet. So nice. Yeah, that's great. That's stupid. But yeah, uh, I like Cedric Phillips too. Cedric Phillips isn't bad. I like him as a commentator that's... though more. So are we going to who is your most hated magic player? Sure. Uh, I hate PewDiePie. He's not a magic player. <laughs> He streams and he's in Mythic. I don't care. <laughs> he has to own. He um, has to spend a thousand dollars on a deck first. <laughs> uh, I don't have a least favorite Magic player. I don't really. I there's I, some I people don't. that I just aren't fond of. Uh, but I don't have anyone that I hate. Like I I I don't know these people. I don't know their personalities. Yeah. I mean. Lu- what's his name? Louis Vargas. LSV. Yeah. Off as a Louis Scott Vargas. Yeah, he comes off as a a dick sometimes, but you know what? He's really smart at the game. So, I hate Bant Charm. That's the magic player I hate. <laughs> okay. He doesn't listen to the podcast anyway. <laughs> oh, fuck him. <laughs> Oh man, that is all the questions that we have this week. So, yep. What do you got? I know what you got going on on Monday, but what do you got going on after your day of hell at work? Well, I'm probably gonna sleep. That'd be cool. Nah, that's that's that shit's dumb. You'll you can uh, you'll sleep when you're dead. I don't know. People people really want to see this this uh, this game wave, and uh, I don't. Maybe. <laughs> Someone else does. Our boss. <laughs> Someone else does. We'll we'll see what I do with that. Other than that, I really just want to get back into normal content creating. Okay, there you go. Uh, it, but again, this is like how it is. The last three months of every single fiscal year. Yep. The last three months of every single fiscal year, it just goes crazy. And this year, particularly with my job, has been hell because they changed the way that we do all of our business processes. So I've been in my last three biz- my last three months of the fiscal year for the last nine months. Ugh. So it's just been crazy. So the next three months are going to be dope. 
the, yo, like there's nothing going Magfest on. is about to get lit. <laughs> yo, like, yes. Magfest <laughs> is gonna be super fun. I'm super excited. Yeah. I'm I'm stoked. I'm I'm planning to have that that really nice camera. So oh, that nice. when yeah. Megavision goes yeah. out there, yeah, you need to get uh, there's uh, Red Letter Media uses them. They're they're not they're like tripods, but you can turn the legs in, so you can just kind of like swivel. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, yeah, yeah, because we're we're also gonna have to be able to br- we're gonna have to get really good at breaking down and putting up a table because it's gonna happen a lot mm-hmm. because they're yes. gonna move us from everywhere. <laughs> we're like, where yes. are you going with that table? Mind your own business. <laughs> you can't be here. Yeah. Who told you you can have this table? Okay, fine. And then we just go somewhere yeah, Just write MAGFest on the table. Like, follow us. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be great, though. Uh, I'm really excited for that schedule to come out to see who all is going to be there. But the arcade's going to be crazy. Yep. So I got... I'm back to streaming tomorrow. Well, this podcast... And it's it's Halloween stuff right now, uh, right? On the 1st, which is Tuesday. That will be the Halloween okay. stuff. Tomorrow, I don't want to start... Tomorrow's just going to be what the fuck ever because I don't want to mm-hmm. start something big. Like, I, I talked to you. I wanted to start Vanquish, Vanquish or Mad World, but shouldn't start that right before Halloween. So I think you could swing Mad World. Yeah, but I got other stuff lined up for Sundays during the Halloween uh, month. So okay. I don't want to start something and then put it on hiatus because Yakuza is already going to be on hiatus until the end of the month. Uh yeah, I gotta go get some CDs, and I gotta find a proper ISO, and I am going to start uh, Ill Bleed on Tuesday. Uh, I don't know how well that's gonna go. Uh, that first day is gonna see if that's gonna be a uh, full playthrough or not. So we'll see. <laughs> uh, other than that, Good luck. yeah. Other than that, I'm just gonna try and get Use some one offs. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna talk to some of the guys in the stream team. Uh, seem like, hey. We might have to go outside of Sega for this one uh, just to play some horror games or just something. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Amnesia. That's true. Soma. Yeah, those are games. But uh, that's the thing, too. It has to be games that I kind of want to play. I don't know if I really want to play those oh, games. Okay. I don't know. I'd have to look into them more. Uh, Thursday Night Throwdowns okay. are coming back. Uh, we we missed them last two weeks, I believe. We've been it's been a sh- kind of shitty for all of us. Some of us have been sick. Yeah, uh, we've just been busy. A lot of <laughs> poor Scotty and his uh, streams uh, situation. Uh, yeah, hopefully we can get that fixed too. But we'll be back. Uh, it's gonna if Duck Game has online multiplayer, I, we're all gonna play. We're all gonna wear some Halloween themed uh, hats on our ducks, and then we're gonna play. <laughs> I'm down with it. If we could get. I really would like to, like, I know we can't do it unless we looked into the parsecs or something like that. Uh, I would really like to play Zombies Ate My Neighbors uh, with somebody else, but I don't know how we could do that. So, Well, when, I, when I'm when i finally off, we'll talk. That works for me. Uh, what else I got? Just playing some more Monster Hunter, and uh, that's basically it, man. Cool. Uh, Scotty said, huh, because he doesn't know what that link means. <laughs> <laughs> He'll find That's out. That's right. All right, everybody. That is it for us. We are going to see you all next week. And thanks for the continued support. And everybody, have a nice week. Thanks for tuning in to the Scrubverse Podcast. If you would like to keep up to date with us, follow us on Twitter at Scrubverse Podcast, at Vetted Games, and at Tornado Jones. Email us at scrubburstpodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to check out our giveaway this month. 
Links will be provided in the podcast description. Thank <laughs> you.